Hello everybody and welcome back to Nemo and Fur Pucks, it's one of the worlds of movies, video games and TV shows. I'm your host Nate and it is amazing to be back people, it is... We do. I'm not. I'm not doing a singing intro today because uh, there's going to be a little bit of hilarity for that in a minute. Because people, we are episode fifty. Episode fifty, people. We have made it, everyone. We have made the big five zero. Yeah, we can. We can retire in like a hundred years by British standards soon. So no doubt that will uh, still be going on by then. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but no. It's it's glad to be back, people. Uh, obviously, we've been off for a few weeks because. Flus, colds, yeah, well, me, basically. I was pretty much out for a few weeks, just couldn't really talk, don't really want to be coughing on air, don't really want to know that's how that's going to go. But yeah, no, um, it's good to be back after the Christmas break. It's, uh, did we do one just before Christmas? We did one. We did a few before, uh, we did a few in December, yes. I think the last one we did was a quiz. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, we did the wrong quiz, and that was actually quite good, and Ferg, I think we're going to have to pick topics next time, which Fergus yeah. can't do. Turns out... I don't watch TV. Well, mm. unless it's anime. Unless it's anime. Very specific. T- it's not even very specific TV. I yeah. I think TV is a bit fragmented these days. But there we are. <laughs> but honestly, people, it is really good to be back. Like Christmas was fun. Didn't really do much at all. Had a had a good week off. Uh, played a lot of video games and then got ill, which was really shit. Uh, but again, did just video games and TV shows and films. It actually, kind of helped. Because I, we're gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat today a bit, people. I did catch up with films and TV shows this year, partially, but I made the prerequisite that they came out at least in 2022. So nothing came out in 2023. So that's the only way to go. Because obviously, people, we're in the new year now. We like to we like to do that brand new spanking thing where we like to actually just get into it and like what we found were our favorite you know tv shows video games and movies of the past year so you are actually going to be getting a double episode people you are going to be getting movies and tv this episode and then video games the next episode that's going to be pretty fun to be honest but before i get to that i just want to catch up with you guys how was your guys christmas and holidays and everything good uh again pretty quiet um i took my switch back to my parents and ended up watching lots of crunchyroll because crunchyroll is now on switch um so i've caught up with an awful lot of the animes uh, that i'd kind of let slide this year uh i got the akira manga which i've started reading um santa obviously listens to the podcast uh if you had heard previous episodes i would have quite liked to make a remake anime out of that um yeah just again using christmas to catch up on content really yeah, no, yeah. sounds good, man. Like, and uh, yourself, James? Yeah, I've been pretty good, just catching up on TV and uh, games and chilling and writing. How, yeah, good. Yeah, obviously, people, uh, we are, we are downgrade. Uh, we are um, removing the advert for James's book now, but definitely go out there and check out Kafu's Llama, A Spy's Tale, on Amazon on paperback and Kindle. We'll still be keeping the uh, the advertisement in the description link, but that won't be in the ad break now. We'll we're going to be looking bringing in a few different advertisements soon. Mm. We'll speak to a few other people, possibly getting a new little new little segment going in there. But no, yeah, obviously, you know, there's been a lot going on over the Christmas break and a lot of like video games coming out starting the new year. Like, um, we'll get into some of them in the games episode specifically, but I got some harsh words for a couple of games i really i will talk about an episode let's just say i'm looking forward to the dead space remake because the other one that came out was not that good that's what uh, i'm gonna say yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. no and some great movies like which i did not expect to be honest 
I've seen surprisingly few films that came out in 2022. In 2022, it turns out, um, I was going through IMDb's 200-page long list of films that came out in 2022. I got to maybe page 30 and realised, my God, I've not seen anything. Um I'm surprised the amount of films I actually saw. Like I, you know, we we got a list that people basically. I've I've seen like you know almost thirty films this year, which I was. God, really? Wow. Well, I'm actually well. I'm, to be fair, I'm actually looking at like doing more this year because basically, when it comes to um, you know, films, I love Edgar Wright and people like that, or um, some directors because they watch a film a day, mm. so they watch like three hundred and sixty to five Gosh. films. Couldn't count then films a year yeah i mean i'd like to do that but also i kind of need stuff that i would also want to watch i don't know things have just not engaged me this year i um, get that i get i get that entirely it's a it's a very it's a very interesting web we weave in regards to you know stuff to actually watch because i think 2022 was very interesting because it was the year when people were actually starting to go back to the cinema more like and also certain film franchises weren't as strong in the cinema last year we'll definitely get into that into our list to be honest like mm. the marvel i will admit the marvel movie franchises weren't as strong in my opinion this year the, the tv side yep. was the film mm. side wasn't as much well we will discuss that later <laughs> well then that's definitely sure but i think uh I think, you know, with episode 50 people, yeah. hip hip hooray celebrations, you know, it's all good to have. Just to make sure we will be doing a looking forward to 2023 list. And also we're waiting for that Mr. Gunn to arrive with his uh, initial slate for the DC movies in the next week yes. or two. Yes, um, it does sound like the, the, there's some, as uh, so Kevin Feige was recently uh saying that he's got at least 80 years worth of uh, Marvel properties ready to just do everything, every film, every genre. So I think Marvel might be intimidated by every the new DC. All at once. Uh, yes, play them all simultaneously. <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get into that, to be honest. No, uh, I mean, to be fair, you know, he, he basically said, you know, did people get bored of book adaptations? Have people got bored of all those adaptations? So mm. that's kind of fair. And also, we'll talk about a video game in our game section. But that this game coming up pretty much confirms that there are some comic book characters I've not been fucking heard of before. Also, oh, absolutely. Yeah. we haven't even got to the X-Men yet. We haven't even done True. that and everything. There's a huge catalogue of stuff with the X-Men, Fantastic mm. Four, you know, Marvel's first fam- comic book family. You know, that I've they were the first. Not so film so far. Yeah, do, do you know I what? Know. Actually, I don't mind the first Fantastic Four film, the one with uh, Doctor Doom. I actually don't mind that yeah. movie. I mean, yeah, that's the only one I've actually seen, and I don't mind it. I mean, it's it's not it's not something I'd ever watch again, but it's okay. No, that that's the thing. It's just okay. And Doctor, I go back and look at it. Doctor Doom's outfit isn't bad in that movie. It's mm. actually not that bad looking. You know, now come to the two thousand and fourteen fifteen one. Mm. no just don't just don't watch it it's it's yeah dr doom's in the movie for like five minutes at mm. the end and they go to the negative zone and which is a true comic book thing mm. and they try to make it more of a body horror type thing and mm. which is really nice you've got miles teller um you got um uh, michael b jordan you know mm. all these uh, you know billy elliott himself i can't remember his actual name i feel really bad by saying that but you know they're all in the film yeah but it just wasn't good no it was really really i even cringed at it and that's that's someone mm. who can handle dragon ball evolution to a certain degree 
Yeah, I think there was a lot of um, film franchises finding their feet in that period. It happened with comic book films and the same sort of phase the live action anime adaptation films are going through like how much how cartoony do you make it do you give them the ridiculous hair this sort of thing i think now is somewhat found its feet but is now trying to refind its feet because it's like you know run out of the main steam i don't know yeah that period of comic book films was a bit I mean, it was Fox yeah. as well. Yes. And yeah. I will say, you know, the initial Fox movies run was fucking brilliant. You know, X-Men 1 and 2, and mm. f- we won't talk about 3. Uh, First Class was really awesome as well. Days of Future Past was actually pretty good, but then afterwards, what the hell happened? Uh, we don't know. Obviously, Logan, we don't talk about Origins Wolverine. Mm. We, don't, we don't talk about that movie. Ryan Reynolds definitely doesn't want to, that's for sure. Mm. But... On that note, people, we are talking about the films we liked in 2022. We're not going to do mm. what I'm not personally going to do, like a top five list. We're going to throw honorable mentions in there as well. But we're just going to do what films we enjoyed in 2022 and then go from there. And then we'll uh, go into our TV section as well. So we'll run through that and then go through that. So basically, let's start off with our films. And uh, do you know what? Fergus, I'm going to let you take it away with the first one. Okay, so the first film I've got in my list is, as far as I'm aware, a straight-to-Netflix uh, show called Metal Lords. Um, so think School of Rock, but for the modern generation, but about death metal. Um, so two kids, one guy's super, like, super, super into death metal, Um there's another kid who's his best friend who's uh, super, super into playing the drums. Bit nerdy. Uh, then they meet uh, Emily, who is a uh, very anxious cello player. Uh, and they form a metal band. Um, but if you know anything about like the death metal scene, it's very very hardcore like there's a lot, there's lots of you know face makeup and getting on tables and doing like it's, Sorry, again, but like, when you said not hardcore, say so if you're not hardcore, then live hardcore. <laughs> yeah, well, this is what I mean. Like it's 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 got a lot of Jack Black's kind of personality in it. Like if you enjoy School of Rock, you'll enjoy this. Um, maybe it's a shame it didn't get a cinema release. It's maybe a bit niche, but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, it's been on my sure. list. It's been on yeah. my list to be honest. Like, um, and I do I do like you know one of the actors in it. Uh, what's his name? He's from uh, he is from it. The movie it. Ah. Uh, Jaden Martell. He was yeah. in the uh, he was in the first two movies, so I, I do like him and everything. But yeah, no, it's definitely on my list. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah, uh, in three D. I don't have my notes in front of. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just goes yeah. to show people the first yeah, in person yeah. recording. So. Yeah, I mean, it's again fairly typical high school band story. They have to compete at Battle of the Bands, but no one understands their genre of music. So of course, there's a jock who there has to be who beats them up and has to be dealt with. It's you know pretty standard format story stuff. It's just um, interesting to see it in a kind of like metal something different. Yeah, something different, but also quite familiar because of the whole school of rock vibe going on. yeah, it's got a fairly... Well, this is 6.7 on IMDb as a rating. Um, 
mean, that's that's that's, that's okay. good. That's, that's good. Okay. You know. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's not awful. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Fair enough. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep, so my my first selection is going to be, which I'm not sure anybody else has, or don't you know if you've seen it, is uh, Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. And it's just a really fun action film. It's, it's, it's kind of film that I kind of love. Just an action film which doesn't take itself seriously. It's just full of humour, uh, full of high-octane action and humour. And, yeah, I think it's just a thrilling ride the whole way along. It, if you don't want to, you want a film if you don't have to take it too seriously and you like your action, then I highly recommend it. So essentially, if you want a little summary of the story, uh, Brad Pitt is like an like an ex assassin, and he's got a job, simple job, but well, he's got to try and uh, just deliver a package on a. He's got to take a, yeah yeah, pick a package on a bullet train and uh, and deliver it. But then shenanigans ensue there's a lot of other assassins on the train and everybody's at each other i would say that if you like something like smoking aces back in the day where it's a little bit like if it's a little bit like that but on a bullet train and yeah it's just mm. highly entertaining so well, i mean i liked it I will admit, like, I'm not, like, seen the film myself all the way through. What I've done is, you know how you get, like, those movie reaction channels? Mm. There's uh, one of the favorite channels from last year we spoke about, Blind Wave. Mm. They reacted to it, and they had a really good composition about the actual movie. So I just decided one day, I just decided to watch the reaction for it. And I got the entire plot of the movie from because to be honest with you, it's not a complicated plot in the slightest. But from what I saw, it's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, the... Obviously, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, uh, I think he, him and um, also... What is his name doesn't help oh brian uh brian tyler henry so uh, we've got imdb up people and for some reason there's a bloody advertisement appeared yeah massive advert appeared yeah brian tyler henry and the advert just appeared again oh my god this is technical issues uh this is frustrating people screw it yeah brian tyler henry he's obviously in um into the spider-verse and atlanta and everything and you know that's um pretty awesome but the fact that they're brothers in the movie was fucking hilarious and also it's interesting so I just want to say, the funny thing about the advert um, blocking us is that it's an advert for Bullet Train on yeah, the... Uh, yeah, I, we've, we've already taken the initiative to look at... <laughs> yes, way to go in advertising. But no, uh, have you heard about the whole Aaron Taylor-Johnson being in the lead running for Bond? No, I haven't no, actually. I Supposedly, it's rumoured that he's met with the producers at the Bond, you know, at mm. Ten, and he's filmed one of those test like the point uh, towards tests, the screen yeah, yeah the yeah, test yeah, footage yeah. now i'm i'm for that like he, mm, he's yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. but i'd like them to change it up a bit we're definitely going to be doing a bond episode at some I, point i mean, still. I'll definitely mm. want i'll definitely want it. i mean henry cavill is basically who i want and that's kind of like i think a lot i still think but, idris can do three films in a very short period of time yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. he is luther his own yeah bond yeah. essentially yeah yeah um Oh, talking of which, there was um, a Western film with um, Idris Elba. I can't yes. remember his name. Oh, um, Regina King's in it as well. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's I've I watched I, that I, over I, Christmas. Um, it was quite good. I'm trying to yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the bloody name of the film now because uh, I know the exact film you're on about uh, because like, it's pretty recent. It is called The Heart of the Fall. Yeah, that's the one. It's actually based um, on a true story. It's, well, it's it's semi-true. 
taken a story. Yeah, yeah, the the notice at the beginning of that film was pretty confusing. It was like, this is a true story, but also we've made everything up. It was like, what? Also, good old <laughs> Kang in the movie. Mm. He he is taking over the cinema this year because mm. he is in Creed Free beating up Michael Jordan, and there mm. is going to be an Ant Man first beating up Paul Rudd. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And it's the start. Of the, supposedly, like. They said in interviews recently that Ant-Man Quantumania is the civil war for the Marvel Universe. Like, it's a whole paradigm shift in the Marvel Universe now. I can see that. It looks... Um, the trailers, I, I can't get my head around, but maybe, like, as a full I've not film. seen a trailer. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm probably from a minority, wow. but Ant-Man is probably one of my... The Ant-Man films are my probably my favourite of the solo films. That's going to be interesting because they're doing something different. So, like, how the first two films are, like, more comedic light-hearted and everything this is going to be more grounded towards the character himself and oh, how okay. he's how he's been underappreciated in the marvel like yeah. if you think about it everyone is reading this now he is the he is the greatest hero in the marvel universe because he's the mm. one who came up with the time travel idea and yeah. well and the rat the rat is a big king as well from endgame but yeah, yeah. So. that is real real um man of a match whatever you that is it. true that is true yeah. But no, Bullet Train. Sorry, we, we like... We've already gone to We're talking about Bullet Train, so there's no rats in Bullet Train, unfortunately. No. But I don't think of one. There's big cats. Meh. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, okay. So, good film. Watch it if you like action. Uh, you talk about them being... They're not actual brothers in the film, if I remember correctly. Just, no, they're no. Just, they're, 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 they're just bros, you know, you know what I mean? The kind yeah, of I believe that's the case, but, yeah. But yeah, the dynamic between the three main actors, Brad Pitt, Aaron Watchmacallitz, and the other Watchmacallitz, it's really, really strong, which is not as strong, much stronger than my memory is with names. And he's just absolutely hilarious in, in, in a really good way so I mean I don't really have much more to say about that but again mm. what, you want a funny action film yeah that's fair, fair. No, that's fair. cool man like so my going on to my first movie uh, I think this might appear on James's list later no doubt I'm presuming it's going to be the case but it is The Batman that would have been my, that, that is I know we're not doing I know we're not doing best films but I know it's one of our best films of the year and it's also one of our worst films yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we did a review episode on this uh, in 2022. <coughs> um, I did not enjoy. The, well, it, it was an enjoyable film until the third act happened, and then sad things. But for know. me, it is my favorite film of 2022, and I have seen it twice last year, and uh, loved it both times. Thoroughly engaging. I absolutely love the direction that Matt Reeves is taking the Batman universe again it's his own very it's his own unique direction so it feels distinctive from the Joel Schumacher era god forbid uh, the Christopher Nolan era and the Tim Burton era and it's a very 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 heavily noir influenced take on the Batman and I absolutely loved it no no you I, you, you couldn't say about myself too like I am um... Matt Reeves coming from the Planet of the Apes trilogy yeah. to do Batman. Everyone went, uh, okay, fair. But he also did the first Cloverfield. Oh, I went awesome because I mm. love Planet of the Apes movies. So I thought... He yeah. also did the first Cloverfield as well. And, um, okay. you know... Yeah. The first Cloverfield was a while ago now. I think it's coming up to an hour. And that started off an entire genre in itself. Like... Yeah. The first person, first person handheld. Well, a paranormal yeah. activity was around at the same time, yeah. I think. But I think that started off sort of like that. You know. Yeah, there was a lot more <clears throat> hype for that sort of film. It definitely broke a boundary there. 
Oh yeah, no, definitely. And yeah. but with the Batman though, like I, a lot of discussions about the cinematography with the movie. I do agree with you in one aspect of like how the third act feels like a shot by a different director. Just it was completely different. It's so weird. I I didn't mind the story. I love the fact that you know Jordan questioned the fact that why did they build the city with a massive water around it just so it could be. Flooded I mean, Manhattan is like that. To be yeah, fair. yeah. When that and to be fair though, that's supposed to be Metropolis in the DC universe. Mm. Not um, Chicago is supposed to be, uh, or Detroit is one of those. It's supposed to be mm. Gotham, essentially the the, the the actual realistic version of that. But no, well, the Batman I, itself. I don't. I, I assume Gotham was kind of like based upon like New York or something like because isn't, isn't, isn't it yeah. all about it being like an island anyways Gotham's always been an island because you've got the or am I just to be fair you know more than I do I don't do comic books but so basically uh, Gotham is supposed to be the run down city so like the Detroit the you know the, those yeah. days yeah whereas but it's always, but I, maybe again it's because because I know it from <clears throat> from the Nolan films and also but I also think the Gotham TV show did the same thing where it's like an island and you've got um, bridges to... But they did yeah. shoot that in Chicago. They did. And Liverpool. Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, I think the original idea for Gotham City was... did come out of 1970s early 80s New York, which was very much like how Gotham City is portrayed. Yeah. Like, New York has come up in the world a lot. Uh, since kind of like the anti-Warhol days. Like, it was... No one lived there. It was full of people shooting each other. It, the, the, the typical criminals you would see in uh, Gotham City. But um, because of, uh, you know, police work, I don't think any bats were involved, but they cleaned up the city and now it is what you see on TV. Well, but depends um, on who's getting beaten by them. Because that... <laughs> Yeah, no, Gotham City is definitely 1970s slash 80s New York. Um, cool. right. No, I get that. No, yeah, yeah that, that's fair. I think it's probably the time periods. I just know when it was initially written, I believe that, you know, they were picking distinct cities essentially to base them off and how Manhattan is like the metropolis and like the mm. very high-rise buildings and everything. So and uh, I'm, I'm not completely mad thinking that New York... No, no, that's, no, no. no. It's an amalgam. Yeah. Yes, it's an amalgam. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But no, just going off the Batman, you know, very quickly. I, yeah, I thought it was a stunningly shot film, the first two-thirds of it. I thought the car sequence, like the initial rev of the car when it first appeared was... Like a de- like, I love the description of a demon appearing out of the shadows. I thought that mm. was an amazing take of it and how that was shot. I obviously we've had a discussion in regards to you know where the films could go next. We're probably going to do a more deep dive into that. I think after the mm. DC slate comes out because I know Matt Reeves has had always having a meeting or has had just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran to discuss you know his verse essentially. Yeah, his Batman. So it, basically, mm. they don't conf- conflict. It's not like they're going to go okay, bye bye. It's more like because it'd be stupid to do that for this film franchise. Oh. Mm. But I think. Obviously, this film had a lot of red. Mm. If they go the way we think they're going, I think the next one should be blue. Yeah. Mm. Have a colour scheme yeah. to each one. And then the, fi- and the final... Or maybe um, you know, know yellow. Who's... Or then a change. Basically, how this has a very red, violent tone. Mm. Yeah. And it goes to more towards the cool, calculated... Oh, all so, the water and the blue in him. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Well, I think the blue is, is nice hint at him... I'm in a hunch as to who the villain's going to be in the second one. And who who, who who, do you think I'm going for? You're going for somebody who Matt Reeves himself mentioned that he really, really likes, and that's, yes. uh, that is Mr. Freeze. 
I think they should do a double villain again for this film, though. I think it should be Mr. Freeze and Hugo Strange. Yeah, I, I think because also mm. I think the third film should deal with the Joker. They've finally been the Joker in the third film. Uh, I'm not keen on the Joker much anymore. I mean, it could be a quadrilogy. You never know, four films. But mm. I think a big thing for you, James, which you love, is the Court of Owls. I think they yeah, need to be a be major good. player at the mm. end. Yeah. That, and that, I think... I, I, I agree with that. We've never actually seen the Court of Owls on film. So I think it's... Uh, it sets up... I mean, we're doing a, a whole detective thing, really driving home the detective element of Batman in those films. And I think the Court of Owls saga is really really ties into that detective aspect of Batman, him trying to figure out what this super like hidden elite controlling Gotham is. And but I think it'll be it. interesting having the Joker in there because Joker's pure chaos yeah. and the Court of Owls is pure order mm. and I think I think the distinction of like Batman um, in the middle of that essentially. Being pulled in two directions at once. Dichotomy, yeah. Like having like essentially having like all the villains from Arkham built up in the first few films and then mm. the final film is Batman essentially dealing with the entirety of Gotham done. And what does yeah. he do after this point? And then you could tie him into the other films. Because hmm. a lot of people saying you could like essentially have... Because I think... We'll talk about this in the DC episode. But I think Batman needs to be more mature. Not in, not, not hmm. starting out essentially when it comes to the, the, the connected films. He needs to be essentially like the, the, the more veteran character. Hmm. Make Superman the more naive character i'd say you know mm. he's learning his way still and wonder woman obviously thousands of years so it doesn't matter yeah but we'll get into that later but no yeah no, i thought the batman was brilliant the cast was amazing cinematic you know I, I i i'm loving the fact that you know some of the casting has got interested for the oscars i'm a bit like i was kind of hoping for more like um paul dano as the red low was snubbed Mm. for nominations for the for awards and everything and i think he did a great job as the riddler mm. um and again, I just think the film was shot beautifully. I'd love another intro of the movie where it's like a comic book panel where he was talking, mm. walking through the streets and everything, basically saying, it's been my second year. I like them so yeah, it's, it's year four or five, basically. That confused the hell out of me, to be honest. That was a big deductor for marks of just jumping, assuming everyone knows all of the story when it's a completely new character, no, actor, universe, kind of like, oh, we've already skipped the joke and he might be in jail, maybe. And it's like, how did this happen? Did he do deals with anyone? Is it any incidental? Like, it's a small city and everything he does has a massive knock-on effect. It wouldn't have killed them to make it. I don't know. I mean, there was that deleted scene where basically says how, you know, he goes to me in like a Hannibal Lecter type situation and the the, the Joker in air quotes goes, oh, it's coming up to our one-year anniversary. Mm. So it goes into that and he's he says he's in his second year now, so... Yeah, I mean, just saying. Oh, it's been a year. It just if if you don't see anything, if you don't have any reference, it's a bit like if you'd done a time skip and then if they'd done like a year zero film and then done a time skip, that would have been more palatable than just starting an entire new trilogy. So what you're saying halfway is, through the story. <laughs> what you're saying is basically for the next film, have a news article four years since the flooding of Gotham. Yeah, and give you you would also need like half an hour to an hour to give context of what happened. That's fair. Yeah, I in that, that two year span, because you I know don't, I don't agree. But... I yeah, know, we'll it was maybe just me. No, 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 being confused no, no, at things. Completely fair. <laughs> completely, completely fair points. It's just a, just a different perspective. I no, guess. no, I totally agree mm. as well. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm looking forward to see where they go next. Uh, I love the fact that they didn't kill the villains. I think that's a big thing for mm. comic movies when you don't do that and I think, But yeah, I'm. Uh, 
really looking forward to also I think Patterson I know Reeves has said for the next movie how Batman was the focus for this movie Bruce Wayne will be the focus for the next movie it's sort of like mm. building up that face essentially because Bruce Wayne is the the mask and mm. you know because he wasn't Bruce Wayne in this movie he was Batman yeah. secluded and everything yeah. and we're going to see the Playboy eventually I'll tell you one other villain I do hope we see which was hinted at in The Batman and it's never been on film um, is Hush. Yes, and they, mm. they do, yeah, because obviously they do make a point of that in the movie, like they actually see Hush. I thought you were going to take a joke and say if I could condiment King for a second. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't actually going to say a joke, but <laughs> if we're going to go for jokes, let's do Condiment King, let's do Ratcatcher, we've always done it in Suicide Squad, let's go Kite Man, he's in Harley Quinn. And actually, I've been watching the Harley Quinn season three, I think only a couple of episodes left. I don't know if it's a real comic book character. I'm guessing it's not. But there's a character with a gun for a... Uh, yeah. A dick? For a cock, yeah. Yeah. We could take cock on, Mike. <laughs> okay. Bring him... Um, I don't know if it's called what it's called. Cock King? We've already got a Clock King. Um, bring that guy in to uh, make up the main villain of... Lock and Loaded takes a whole new meaning there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if you want to take Batman to 18-rated territory, why not, really? I mean... As long as the cinematography keeps up Quite to what the first two thirds were, um, the fighting, I thought the fighting was perfect. Like, it was actually proper Batman fighting, like, using mm. his whole body. Because that's the, yes, again, sir. we're going to come off the subject now, but the one thing I had issues with the Nolan movies was he uses elbows, which it was a fighting style, but he's supposed to be the master of martial arts. He, mm. yeah. But yeah, so, right. We're going to go on to the next movie now, and that movie for Fergus is. Okay, this is another, I think, straight to Netflix, uh, high school orientated show, uh, film rather, Do Revenge. Um, so this is, um, so private American school, two uh, high school girls meet by random and discover that they have been previously wronged by other people at the school so because they're new at this school they can basically swap and take revenge on the other the other group of people who did bad things to the other girl right so they basically swap revenge plots strangers on the train type situation yes yes i think it's yes again it's not a unique uh concept there's been other films like this but again this is done quite well uh it's got some quite famous people in it i'm pretty sure i just saw kira knightley no not kira knightley do i mean uh someone else entirely yeah someone else my hawk uh, do, no, Sophie Turner. I mean, I mean Sophie Turner, who looks a bit like Nikira Knightley these days. Um, yeah, so uh, Sophie Turner is um, a ca- a cross caught in the crossfire, uh, casualty. Um, but there's a lot of kind of high class American trying to out psych each other at an elite school sort of deal. So I want to say if you've seen Clueless, you would enjoy this. It's the same sort of. Um, bracket. I don't know. It was fairly enjoyable, memorable. Was casually watched it on Netflix at some point. Um, I mean, you probably wouldn't bother going to the cinema to see it, but again, interesting. Um, same sort of level as Metal Lords, really. Um, yeah, yeah. That's fair then. Yeah, it's, uh, I've seen. I've seen this advertised. The one I, I'm a big Maya Hawk fan. I loved her in Stranger Things. So 
she's definitely obviously you know she comes from two very famous parents mm. you know Ethan Hunt and um, Uma Thurman so mm. like she's got an amazing career ahead of her and I'm looking forward to seeing where she goes next and a lot of things and definitely looking forward to seeing I'm definitely going to give this film a watch because it it's been on my list before I just never really got to it to be honest yeah it's it's certainly up to date it deals with a lot of modern things um like some of these like just watch it you'll understand like it, it's um modern sensibility it's been updated with modern sensibilities so it makes it a lot more relatable that's fair that's fair for people that, our age fair. really but cool awesome source yeah uh, yep so my next pick is uh well it's martin mcdonald's latest film the batteries of insurance i watched it it took me a little while to get around to watching it i only watched it a couple of weeks ago but i want to admit Martin McDonough is probably one of my favourite directors. Uh, he did In Bruges. He's done three Bill at Ebbing, uh, seven, seven Psychopaths. Um, and Batteries of Insurin really, really loved it. It's set on a small Irish island of the 1920s. There's a slight backdrop of the Irish Civil War, but it's very much a background thing. It's just more mentioned a few times. The key story is a very kind of simple premise. You've got a simple, a fairly simple man. Um, not simple, simple, but it is kind of like, it is. It's one of the messages going home. But, um, anyways, two men on this island. One of them doesn't want to be the friend with the other man. So Brendan Gleeson's character doesn't want to be friends anymore with Colin Fowles' character, and it's all and then the whole thing's very black, dark humour around that kind of premise. Now, I don't want to spoil things or highlight things too much about it, but what I will say is that the reactions that Brendan Gleeson's character has when he's constantly being harassed by uh, Colin Fowle is he takes some quite dark and uh, drastic methods to uh, try and encourage the distance between between the two. And... Um, but I don't want to spoil things too much and, and say any more. I would say if you like something which is a little bit of a period piece, but also just dark humour, uh, I highly recommend it. I mean, it's a it's a dark humorous um, drama, and it's uh, it's really good. And it's on Disney Plus, so it's easy enough to watch it. Well, Fergus will never watch it because he will never get Disney Plus. <laughs> One day, Fergus. One day, when I get kicked off Netflix. Um. I might get Disney Plus. That's a whole discussion coming up, people. <laughs> trust me. But now, uh, going on to my next, uh, yeah, I, again, this is on my list, and obviously, this is get this is actually sweeped quite well at the Oscars nominations. To be honest, like yeah. Colin, Far- and it's been a year for Colin Farrell. You know, the Batman and this, so yeah. two major roles, and it, and also his uh, spin-off, our Penguin show, starts filming in June, and it will tie into the um, going forward. That's pretty awesome to us. But now, my next movie, um, it was a smaller movie this year. I am talking about the movie Prey. So, obviously, you know, this is a prequel to the Predator movies. Mm. Uh, it is set during the uh, Comanche period. Uh, you follow Naru, uh, a warrior playing by Amber Midfunder. Uh, all the actors um, that have done the Comanche trailer are actually, you know, you know, from that native heritage, which is really awesome. There is a Comanche dub of this movie, which I think is really awesome. This is, yeah, this is set like in the 1700s. So also the predators in this movie or the predator in this movie 
isn't the one you see in the other movies. He doesn't have a laser. He he's more old. He has he fires like three bol- spear bolts out of his gun this time. Mm. It's pretty badass. It's an mm. also bonus for this film. It's an hour and a half. Mm. It's a good hour and a half movie. The pace is great. Um, her character is essentially like she wants to be a warrior, but she's 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 in as a har- She has to be harvesting food. And throughout the film, she's essentially trying to prove her worth to the to the to, to the tribe, and obviously, you get to the end of this film, you could kind of guess where it's going in this movie. One thing I do like is the director Dan Trachtenberg. He did Ten Cloverfield Lane. If you've seen that film, it's the movie with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and um, John um, Goodman. Yeah, it's the one where they're in the bunker. Yes. Yeah. And he did that movie, and mm. uh, it, that was brilliant. But also, he's actually come out and said that. When he does the, because he wants to do more of these films, he he it'd be interesting to send them in different time periods. So yeah. it was like do a Japanese one, like you know, what if a Ronin has to go around hunting a predator or yeah, you know, Nord Norse because everyone's doing uh, fucking Norse at the moment. Yeah, now that's an interesting idea. Actually, you kind of explore the hunting mentality of various cultures, warriors. Plus, you have. I mean, also said. they have conquistadors in this movie as well, and. Um, they get fucked up. Yeah, like I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no, and the, you know, there's there's something like you know you, when you look at the trailers, you know, you see her like using a rope with her axe and everything, and some of the visual effects in this movie, like they're fighting in like a very burnt out tree area, and like the ashes affecting the predator's um, invisibility outfit, so he has to decloak. But it's like they have the effects. Pitch. It's just it's just a stunning movie. And it's really smart how it plays out, and also. Yeah, it's just really well done. And I think this is a really good thing for the Predator franchise because, again, I think Predator was good. Predators were the one that's on the planet with, like, multiple people. Yeah. Like Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. That was, that was all right. Yeah. The Predator that came out a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, the Alien versus Predator and Alien versus Predators. No, don't, don't, don't. They don't, were okay. We don't, we don't I mean, I was pretty young one. when I was watching them. I was like, oh, this is new and... Impregnating women for a fucking tube in the mouth and everything. I don't and remember that. That's, that's AVP2. Oh, I don't remember that at all. With the Pred Alien and everything. I remember Pred Alien, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah, like it put its tube in like pregnant women's and they burst oh, out the pregnant. It was, it was, yeah. it was fucked well, up. Like, because yeah. it was, it was from the Skyfall people. Really? Yeah, I believe it was from the Skyfall people. Oh. Uh, but I, the first, mm. the, the first AVP I didn't mind, like, you know, the whole going with the Predator and everything. I like the aspect of like fighting with the Predator to defeat something stronger and everything. Mm. I, do like that aspect and everything but yeah i it'd be interested to see where this franchise goes going forward i think the idea of a ronin samurai fighting a predator and mm. then maybe, maybe he doesn't survive at the end maybe like to defeat the predator he yeah. dies as well and oh yeah maybe maybe something like that maybe. but yeah no this this yeah. one you know it's my yeah, next it's movie um i'm hoping they continue doing it it's on disney plus people as well so mm. yeah also we're getting to the point now where disney has very violent predator prey movies on there so and quite a large range of anime as well i know yeah so you're gonna have to give in fergus i've got tokyo revengers for god's sake you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give in now i know give in to I the know. give it to the ha give it to the mickey well, yeah. but yes right we're gonna take about to fergus now for his next pick <laughs> Uh, next uh, final pick is Thor Love and Thunder uh, truly a great film the best Marvel film to come out this year if not for several years I right I'm a big fan of Taika Waititi I like his sense of humour uh, it was all over this film 
Um, <laughs> it is way down on my list, people. I'm really? not gonna lie. I just, yeah. Oh, mate. Um, there's just so much to it. The humor's good. The story's good. The visuals are good. Um, you like it's better than Black Panther 2? Ooh. That's hard. Black Panther. T- if I hadn't seen Black Panther two in the cinema when I'd seen it, I w- I wouldn't wouldn't be the same film. Really? Yeah, because the whole, you know, just it was a bit of a. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, Thor definitely. If you put them straight up against each other back to back, and I just saw one after the other, I think Thor would win. She so likes more than the Batman. Much, much, So much, basically, much everyone, Fergus is going to be leaving the podcast now next no. because yeah. <laughs> There's so much to it. Like, you've also got to bear in mind, this is one of the first films that has been end-to-end made whilst Disney has been in charge of Marvel. So it adds an awful lot of the Disney-esque nurse comes through in, in the film. So the, the idea, like, they're using the boat as a theme park ride. Disneyland. Disney's very much more in this film than have ever been can in any you, other previous Marvel films. Can you not say that they like there are certain aspects of this film, like the cancer storyline was rushed? That's where yeah. I lost a point. So, so I initially gave this a high score because I found it funny, which is a primary reason. But I also said in my review that it's but essentially it's a it's a funny film with zero substance. And I have had a bit of a reappraisal of a film myself, and I wouldn't give it as high a score now. So, the thing with me is that I really like the idea of the main villain. Um, it's called Concept from what I understand from the comics. I've not read the comics, but I have you know, read about what the character is. And the main villain in Fall of Thunder is Gore the God Butcher, so he's going around killing gods, and obviously falls a god. That's, to me, they should... That was a chance for a really interesting villain, and 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 they've got Christian Bale, one one really good actor on it in it, and I do feel that they wasted um, that role and and wasted the talents of of Christian Bale in how they portrayed um, Gore. Yeah, I don't think Gore was really the centre of what the film was supposed to end up which, being. Which is a frustration because yeah. it's, su- it's, it's such a good villain. You don't want to waste a villain like that. You're not going to make him front and centre. I still think what should have happened is um, Gore should have been introduced at the start of Phase 4 uh, yeah. and you start seeing gods drop off the map. Yeah, and we're we're adding, we're adding the cosmic element with the Eternals and everything. Mm. God start dropping off the map. Uh, maybe we start, you know, leaking into that. And then let's say face five or six when the next Thor film happens. Maybe have a maybe have a different villain for this film for Jane and everything. Mm. Yeah. Though she because she is tied to Gore. Like keep her keep her story going forward. Keep her alive in this film yeah. to give her more of an emotional pitfall. Then in the final film, when God does finally appear, mm. then have the final fight happen and everything, like with her and everything. I think that yeah, 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 because it was too, yeah. it was too condensed. Like the movie didn't, unlike Ragnarok, it didn't have good pacing in my opinion. Like Ragnarok had um, like breathing periods. Yeah, there wasn't. Mm, yeah, the, it it was pretty full on, wasn't it? <laughs> the, the same. It's the same for Doctor Strange because that's mm. not on my list. Uh, both those movies were about two hours long. Mm. They should have been longer. Yeah, you know they they should have been. 
you know, either Thor should have been two films and Doctor Strange should have been at least two and a half hours. Mm. Um, like, and I think that's where Black Panther Wakanda Forever was better because it did have down periods. It was like two hours and 40 minutes and it used that pacing well. Mm. We'll get into that bit later, but yeah. So I don't want to shit over your... Uh, no, know, it's, pick, it's, but... it's fine. Oh, no, but it's, um, we, we all wanted different films out of it. Um, I think a lot of what Thor Love and Thunder was intended to do was to hand over the mantle from our generation of Marvel superheroes to the younger generation. So, spoiler... Thor's daughter will be inheriting the next generation of well, shows. Maybe, potentially. They'll recast that role in the next movie. Yeah. I mean, if they need to rush her aging, which I suspect they might, to catch up with kind of like the 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds who want to go to the cinema and get into Marvel again. Like, this is the, the this is kind of like the turning over of the card for that one, I think. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think also... Because Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, they recast the daughter role again from mm. Endgame uh, to Catherine Kef- uh, uh, Newton, now, I believe it is. Uh, yeah, I just think like it was, um, I think it just was the pacing of the film. Like, don't get me wrong, I loved Hemsworth in the film. I think he had, I think they, also it was nice to see Natalie Palmer back. I think she had a great mm. time in the movie. But as uh, James has said, Christian Bale was wasted. Like he, he, his character was just there as a narrative plot point, not as a, because also in the comic books, Gore is a massive threat to the Marvel. Like his sword is from the Venom God. Like the Necro Sword is part of Venom's God. Like you know, null. You know, it's it's a whole big thing. Obviously, they can't do that. But you know, having more of us. Because also in the movie, you see him take out one God, but you don't see it on screen. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, they're setting up the whole Hercules thing. Maybe they didn't want to. Just lessen the threat towards. Look, the superheroes are great. Look at the gods; two, they're two, great. Sorry, two, two gods to, to, to be pedantic. Ah, true. Yeah, Dionysus at the start of the movie. Yeah, yeah start right. of the movie yeah. in Venom One with the Valkyrie. Queen. Yeah, 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 Sif. Yeah. yeah. Also, I will say I will give a point to this. Russell Crowe was fucking brilliant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he was fucking amazing <laughs> yeah. in the movie. And yeah. also the fact that he actually did try to do an accent for the film. Mm. I'll, gi- I'll give him that. Like, you know, um, and also I watched Ted Lasso. So mm. spoilers for a film that's been out for quite a while now. Um, you know, Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso is Hercules. Mm. And obviously he told his family to go watch the movie. And he was like, just fucking watch the movie. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously his parents, because he didn't tell his family he was in it. Mm. Gets cut to the end of the movie, Hercules. Mm. So that's going to be interesting going forward. Obviously they'll have that whole... Batman Superman fight dynamic where they'll start mm. up as villains and then you know they'll come together to defeat another bigger super galaxy sized villain. Yeah, yeah. like I think yeah. that's where like you know the end oh, I say the end game but the the quantum game is going essentially at the end but quantum greek gods that could be. Yeah, I mean it, there's a huge amount of potential going forwards from this point but I But think I know Taika probably isn't coming back from the next one supposedly. Um Taika Waititi is currently doing a pirate-based TV show on the BBC and is doing the Akira film. Well, it's not on the BBC, it's on it's HBO. Not. It's on HBO Max, but it is on it is on BBC iPlayer, um, and we will be talking about it in the TV shows. Oh, excellent, I've not excellent, seen it yet. excellent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. No, but no, uh, obviously, James, you're next pick, man. Yes, yeah, so I've only got two picks left, but for next pick, I'm going to go with is another pick that I happen to know that Fergus doesn't like, but ah, but, but, but okay. that's really good for. I know, also know it's on Nate's list. 
but it's really good for kind of um, interesting discussion as to as, as, as to why. Uh, I'm guess is, what this is. That is not for Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion. Yeah, I've got that on my list as well. Yeah, so we could talk about that now. Yeah, so I really like the first Knives Out film because I felt it really played with the tropes of the murder mystery. And again, this film does the same thing, but in, in a very, very different way. Now, I don't want to spoil things too much, but I'm going to say that uh, halfway through the film, it turns itself on its oh, head. Oh, it, it was a very good twist, yeah. And and, 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 it, and, and things get recontextualised in a, um interesting manner. And it's... And I've, I, again, it's just a fun... Um, detective film with with, with with some interesting takes on how to do the detective genre different ways of doing it can we can we just can we just give big love to daniel craig yeah because he is loving not being james bond anymore in this film he's he, he's yeah. loving having this suave southern accent and doing the detective drama oh here he, here he comes here he comes the accent baffles me um why why he's southern why he has a southern accent there's no he, because I do say, yeah, but the, 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 there's there's no been there's other than he is there's no, been no reason given there's no been no backstory there's no like, but I don't think you have to with these. It's like an Agatha. It's like yeah. you know, it's like Poirot. Like you know, he he, he you know he's it's, a Belgian, yeah. and Kenneth yeah. Branagh. You know, like it's Agatha Christie. You know, he's got he's got like the accent as well. I don't know. I mean, it just seems a bit unnecessary. I can say, like going to your thing, James, about um, yeah. Janelle Monet, who plays who plays the main one of the main roles. She oh. she gives an, a brilliant performance in that movie. I you know she gives a stunning yeah. performance. Yeah. But yeah, Daniel Craig was just hilarious, and I, a lot of people have said like it's funny because a lot of people see him as an inept detective, but he proves oh. in these films that he really is not. He I, proves he's yeah. I did not know that was a thing, so I completely disagree. If you watch both movies, I I I, I never felt even in the first one that he was ever. I mean, I should know about inept detectives because that's what I'm. Because I'm writing something at the moment with a very, very, very inept detective. But um, if you think this is inept detective, meet the detective I'm writing. So. So I love the fact that Ryan Johnson had to come out and say like it was really, really bad time of the Elon Musk situation with this movie. Like it was really, really bad because that was not the intention in the slightest. And also, how um, he didn't want the a Knives Out story to be attached to the title. It was, he just wanted it to just be called Glass Onion right, yes. and everything. Another character I loved in this film who I'm hoping he becomes Kratos is Dave Bautista. Oh. I thought he was great in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. I thought all the cast were really good to be fair. Yeah. And it's... Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. The cast are good. The characters, as you were saying, the whole Elon Musk thing, yes. It does feel a lot like the writers basically caricatured elon musk on the cheap and then went to twitter to find the most trolley characters that elon musk would hang out with and then did cheap caricatures of them all they weren't real people a lot of the a lot of what is behind detective stuff is the people that they're investigating because it's an excuse to get into like a situation and investigate the people how they interact naturally and it was just like Ah, I'm token right wing YouTuber. I'm ty- token fashion blogger. It I think just... it's the twists, though. I think it's. I think yeah. they take they take the stereotypes, but then they 
it's how they add the added layers of the narrative plot points, how James says like they do a yeah. twist halfway through. And then you see these characters from a different perspective. So you, even the, even though they are still playing the same stereotype to a degree, you're seeing like the the driving force of their narrative shifts mm. at halfway through the film to a point. They don't stop being absolute dicks. Dicks, really. They start out as dicks. There's a twist. You realize, yeah, they're definitely still dicks. Yeah, but come on, like. <laughs> You know, it was kind of like that in the first film as well. Like, yeah. I didn't enjoy the first film either, to be asked to say that. Um, similar reasons. I think the first film was better than this film, uh, but I didn't enjoy either. I mean, I get that. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting, to be honest. Mm. We will see. No, uh, yeah, got any more to say on that, James? No, I just, yeah, just, just really enjoyed it. I mean, if you like detective movies and it's, uh, you just want one which is a bit of fun, which is more more fun rather than serious from, from, yeah. I, I, again, I just thought the film was great. I also love the fact that there were like 30 second cameos, like even like by massive stars in the film that you don't even realise were in the movie. Oh yeah, so best, just FYI, I don't know who you feel the uh, best actor in Glass Onion is, but for me it is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, I know, yeah, I know who Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays in the movie, so, yeah. So, so. So, I think we can say without being a spoiler, Oh, that. Uh, I what? Wow, was it? Um, this is yeah. I think the joke behind this was uh, all the actors were out of work and very bored, so someone managed to get them all onto a private island during lockdown, and it. Mm, I mean, (laughs) that's probably what happened. I mean, yeah, the fact they've included COVID in the film at all is interesting because most people have just pretended it never existed yeah you are right there you are definitely right there to be honest but no uh final point to me i i thought the film was great i didn't actually watch knives out first so oh, i watched I this did. first and then uh, saw knives out uh which you can actually do by the way people you don't have to watch yeah there's no, no like you know these films aren't tied which is really good but i just thought the cast was brilliant i will say leslie uh odom jr who was um in like other properties uh plays line on the movie I think he had less to do than other people in the movie, yeah. like compared to other actors. Like some other actors had higher roles, essentially. But yeah, I thought I thought it was great to be honest. But yeah, no, uh, that's actually one of my picks as well. So I guess I'll go on to my uh, my next movie now, and that is good old Top Gun Maverick. I did not expect to say to myself, "I am going to put Top Gun Maverick as one of my favorite films of 2022," because I'll give him this. Tom Cruise can do a fucking movie. Like the fact that I think it's like ninety to ninety-five percent of the shots in this film are practical. Yeah, it is fucking impressive. Yeah, like, yeah. like, the, like they they have like entire sequences where, you know, they have dog fights and everything. It it, it looks it looks so good, mm. so good. And the fact that like what I was reading, Tom Cruise paid for his actors to get pilots' licenses and everything. And <laughs> I. I... He's doing what he loves, and he has a lot of money. Well, that's the thing. He wouldn't. He wouldn't pay for it though. Like a lot of the time, he'll be wow. probably known the people backing company. his financial backers, and like, is Tom Cruise give him all of the money? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the things that he brings people to the cinema, though, that's the yeah, yeah, you know, it's true. Like... I saw this film trailed for nearly two years in the cinema because it was due to be released pre-COVID, and they didn't want to. They wanted a cinema release. I I saw the trailer so like literally every time I went to the cinema during yeah. COVID, 
uh, I've, I've not seen it because I've seen the trailer so much. I've kind of bored of the film before I've even seen the film. It's just so, one of those quotes, Honestly, I, I was the same. And then I watched the film and I was just stunned by the visuals of it. I mm. thought it was a great story. Also, fun fact, I haven't seen the first one. I've not seen it. I, but I've seen Hot Shots, so I could kind of get the basic story. Uh, a lot of people say it's not the same thing. I'm sorry, but if you've seen Hot Shots, it has similar plot points in the first movie. Right. Also, yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot mean, of volleyball in the first movie, I know. I mean, it's like me and Star Wars. I've not seen Star Wars, but I've seen all the Family Guy versions of it, and that's the same thing. As long as you get the main plot points and references, it's... J- James is just, like, smirking at me right now. It's nice, it's nice to do this in person sometimes, James, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it's so nice. To, but no, um, yeah, I think, like, you know, all the cast gives a brilliant performance who are actually in the movie... I know one of the actors in the movie, Glenn Howe, he sort of like plays the new Iceman. Um, a lot of people like praising him at the moment. They want him to be in the DC universe coming up as like a Green Lantern because he's a bit cocky pilot and everything. Miles Teller, obviously, you know, Miles Teller is a great actor. He, uh, well, he's, you know, whiplash and everything. He is a great performer. Almost the spitting image of Goose from the first movie, which is interesting. He has the stash as well. But yeah, I just think like, you know, a lot of people said to me as well, this movie goes from like a really great pilot film to a stupidly insane action movie, like high level action movie in the last 40 minutes. And they were not wrong. It is, if I was in the cinema, I would have been on the edge of my seat the entire time because it just doesn't stop. And it goes, it goes insane. And uh, yeah, it was just, just brilliant. I love the fact that, you know, they, obviously they're not in the pilot seat in this film. They're in the back seat of the plane and everything, but the way they shot it, it did seem they were. And mm. You know, the, the plot is simple enough to the degree of they have to destroy a base. Oh, no, Tom Cruise has this relationship with his character. It's not going so well. They do use Val Kilmer in the movie. Mm. He is in the film. And how they do it, it was really, really emotionally well done. Like, he, he's in it for a short period of time, and then we see it go off and whatnot. But he does a, a, a great, really great job. This movie is is about two hours long as well. So, um, I yeah, it's just, just over two hours. I really highly recommend it. It's on Paramount Plus, mm. you know, another streaming service. But you can you can, you can get a trial for it. You can get a trial for it because I also watch Halo. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but you know, I just I just thought this was it was it was brilliant. And Tom Cruise is just selling it. And I I cannot wait to see. I can't believe I'm was. I cannot wait to see what he does with the last two Mission Impossible movies. Mm. Like the fact they're throwing a train off a fucking cliff in that film. Yeah, I mean the action is really getting up there. I've heard rumors he wants he's. Oh, got it's not rumours. Has he got the okay to film in space? I think he. It's it's not it's not rumours, but he is pushing to start filming in space at least this year, early next year. And I don't yeah. know what the film is. Mission Impossible in space? No, no I think no. it's a separate thing. It's a separate film. Yeah. Okay. Unless he actually base jumps from space. No. I mean, possible. As people have done that from the edge of the atmosphere. Oh no, he 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 wants to go space space. Like the actual space station. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, could he? Sp- could you base jump? You couldn't base jump from that distance, uh, though. I doubt it. Because you'd end hundreds of thousands of miles from where you originally meant to be. Um, you would spend an hour in terminal velocity burning up. Like spacecraft can't make it back typically. Yeah, because that that much bigger though. Um, yeah, I don't know. You need a hell of a suit. It's Tom Cruise. Mm. Got a hell of a suit. Yeah. Ah, and also, it's a mission that's impossible. Yes, true, true. That'll be a hell of an unbroken shot, though. Like Just an hour of him descending to the planet. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fucking insane, to be honest. No, um, yeah, again, just, just watch this film. Uh, stunning movie. Really great emotional payoff as well. I don't think you need a sequel to this film. It pays off really well. You could go on to the next character. 
Um, yeah, it's just, just great. Mm. So I believe you've got one more film, James? Yes, and my final film is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. It is the best multiverse film of the year. Since it seems to be a bit of a thing which Marvel were doing, um, but I don't feel that <coughs> Doctor Strange is multiverse of madness. I don't think we did enough of a multiverse concept, which kind of like frustrates me a little totally bit. Agree. But everything ever all at once, that that goes full um full crazy with the multiverse concept. But also there's a really good heart uh, to this film as well. And I just thought it was it was, it was a lot of good messages I felt and very, very, very funny as well. But funny in a funny in a good way. Funny funny when it matters. Uh, as opposed to something like Thor, which I felt, which which I I loved the humor in Thor, but it was, um, to me, upon reflection, because this is I enjoyed it initially, but upon reflection, the humor in Thor, Love and Thunder was too constant. It was not wasn't enough um, time to do to look into the uh, to let the drama sit. Whereas I think everywhere, everything all at once, you have both the drama, which is allowed to sit, allow the time to breathe. And then it also has the humour, which um, it's, it's pacing, like we talked about earlier. The pacing's really good with this film. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I, I think the fact that this film is leading, uh, it is leading all the Oscar nominations as well. It it's about like 11, like yeah. 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 You know, the fact that Michelle Yost, Stephanie Sue, uh, Jamie Lee, I don't think, did Jamie Lee Curtis get a supporting actress nomination? Oh, no, I believe it was Stephanie Sue that got it. Um, and Ki Hu Kwan got the uh, mm. the fact that he's come out and said, I never thought in my life I would say Academy Award nominated Ki Hu Kwan. And, like, you know, he, I, I watched an actor's roundtable recently of him, Brendan Fraser, Colin Farrell, um, Austin Butler, who plays Elvis. And um, oh, it's, I apologize, I don't know the other actor's name, but it was a roundtable of them. And the discussions they have and how, like, because I, I, did, I, did, I totally forgot this, that Brendan Fraser and Ki Hu Kwan were in a film together. Insinio Man back in the 90s like where you know mm. gets thought out and everything and that was one of his last films supposedly before he became a stunt coordinator on the first X-Men movie oh okay that's that's yeah. how he went in and then um yeah. but yeah he I love the fact that in the Oscars really like on the Academy Awards recently or the, or the awards ceremonies he's been wearing a little uh Little wobbly eye pin uh in his yes, suit the um the the googly eyes have been getting everywhere <laughs> I think it's great though. Like you know that like that rock sequence is oh, yeah. fucking yeah, no, that was tremendous. Genius. It's the best be- um, best rock sequence of 2022. Yes. Well. Well. Yes. Well. <laughs> well, well. the only rock sequence, but still. Well. Well. It's the best. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. It's the best rock performance of 2022. That's all I'm going to say. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I think I think we won't mention where we're going with that. To be honest, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally agree, James. I think the I think the multiverse aspect of this film was absolutely stunning. I think you know, got to give it up for hot dog fingers, you know. Yeah, it went to some very strange places. Um, it was it was a really well thought out film. Like they managed to stretch the idea of the multiverse a lot more than the Marvel films ever could because it's a low budget indie film. Um, I, a strange thing to say, but the costumes were fantastic. Uh, Stephanie Sue again, brilliant, um, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, just the entire overall concept was very interesting. Like it was mundane but extremely wacky, and just 
the, the the title says it. It's just everything in one. It'll take you off guard. It'll spend have you spending fifteen minutes as a rock. Uh, it'll just really stretch stretch your mind. Uh, really. And I love the fact that you know this film is in chapters. Also, great give it to James Hong as yeah. well. Yeah, James Hong gives a great performance. You know, Jamie Curtis gives a great. She is she is brilliant in the film as well. Like, and also she. It feels like she was an act she could let loose in this film, like compared to recent years, like Halloween and everything. And mm. also, I'm just loving the fact that Michelle Yeoh, like in the lead actor category, like you know, the representation of like all these actors is coming in and everything, which I think is really good. Mm. Um, I know the film RRR, which I was going to talk about. I'll mention my honorable mentions quickly in a minute. They only got one Oscar nomination, which was for mm. its song, which I was a bit frustrated with because it has great cinematography. Yeah, but, I've, I've not seen it. Bollywood's not really broken through in the same way. Which is yet. really frustrating because there's a video of James Cameron praising that film. I was, like, there's a lot of good stuff out there in Bollywood. Um, it's yeah, I think this yeah. is a phenomenal phenomenon one though. So like yeah, not to Squid Game level, but it's 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 it's, it's almost there essentially in my yeah. opinion. Like cause obviously Netflix, but yeah, go back to everything all at once. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, Stephanie Hsu gave a great performance in her thing. I also read the fact that the, the whole bagel and the googly eyes thing is that is actually there's actually meaning behind that. How the opposite of googly eyes is a bagel. I don't know how that fucking plays out. But supposedly that's the reason why, you know, googly eyes being hope and love and everything, mm. and the bagel being despair and darkness. I'm like, how the fuck is how that thing? How that conclusion? I don't know. I don't know, actually. Maybe, theory, there's a hole in a bagel, and the eye has the blob in the middle. Well, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I, I well, 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 as soon as you that. said that, I understood what the inversion was, which is, but I didn't really... I, I didn't get it. Behind. Tell you what, school up. So we're gonna have a look at the googly eye. Yes, yeah. let's have a good a good look at the googly eye. Oh wow, they've done a poster with all of the googly eyes. Yeah, okay. I've got to say, A twenty four fucking killed it this year as yeah, well. They're, yeah, they're they're doing real. There's some really interesting stuff. Again, there's um Sorry. a few other films I've not mm-hmm. seen that do look interesting. Um, so googly eye is white with a um, black center. And a bagel, so so the black centre is the nothingness. So actually, actually now now, which which means that I don't understand what you're saying. Now I'm looking at the Google guy because it's the same as a bagel. Yeah. Because the centre of a bagel is a nothingness. Well, the centre of a Google guy is the nothingness. I thought it would be the opposite way around. The black. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose I suppose it has oh, to be. Oh, okay. But it's just because it's just because for me anyway, I associate black with nothingness, so it's kind of. Mm. Oh, okay. When you, when you put it, okay. When you put the bagel and the googly eye next to each other, now it all makes sense. They have black bagels in yes. everything, everywhere, all at once. So the outer of the bagel is black, whereas the outer of the googly eye is white. Yin so, yang. Yep. Yeah. Now we know. Now we know. But no, yeah. If you, it, the film is long. The film is quite long. Like you know, if, if you, yeah. it, it does, yeah, it does get to a point where you might need. Also, we said this in our review for the movie. If you have epilepsy or anything like that, oh, do no, not yes. watch this movie. Yeah. Like you, you don't yeah. watch it. it unfortunately, yeah. there is a sequence in this film, which they could possibly cut out if they wanted for people with epilepsy to watch, mm. allow it. But it's kind of sad because obviously, if you do have that, you want to see the film, do that. But yeah, no, it's uh, also the choreography, fight scenes in this movie are stunning. Big ups to the. Uh, the bottomless fight scene that's all i'm gonna say really with the uh oh god yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that was a that was an interesting fight sequence to be honest to say the least 
but no, yeah, that was um that yeah, that was my that was my pick as well, man. And it was great to actually see that on everyone's well, you know, most people's list. Yeah, Fergus. Um, <laughs> I would have put it on my list because I I didn't I knew you were going to put it on your list. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did. Yeah. Okay, okay. But no, uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's our list, though, people. Um, mm. Did you guys have any honourable mentions at all? Or did you just? Uh, I really struggled to be honest. I don't know what I've done with 2022, but I have not seen as nearly as many films as I thought I would like i saw more films out in the cinema during covid lockdowns <laughs> we need to change that this year i think yeah we need to have film i'm nights. making a concerted effort on that front we should have um, film nights yeah we should we yeah should, be good definitely. yeah what about yourself james any honorable mentions i will give an honorable mention to wakanda forever i thought it was a very i thought it was a very good follow-up to black panther and it's a very touching tribute to uh check boseman as well uh, i thought they handled that really well with the film yeah, no, I totally agree. I think um, I think the story with uh, uh, Shuri was uh, handled quite well. Namor's introduction was brilliant. The fact that Angela Bassett is the first MCU actress to get an Oscar nomination as well. Mm. Uh, actually, first you know Oscar nomination in that category, I think, just goes to the, um, the, uh, the vigor of her performance, which was brilliant in the movie. Um, I definitely agree with Chadwick Boseman. Um, mm. I like the fact that they never mentioned in the movie what he passed away from. It was very... Mm. You know, they they very off the cuff about it, but just the fact that Shuri, who's one of the smartest minds in the world, couldn't solve it, which I think was mm. a smart decision, and the fact that they do a Marvel tribute at the start of the film, to, which is just him, and it's yeah. silent. I mean, the the whole that whole film was because I don't know, like we were still kind of in the mourning period for the UK's Queen, and then it was a King dying, and of course Chandrick Boseman's also a very influential actor and character in his own right so the whole thing was just like a quite an emotional kick in the guts really um which was it made it a very effective film but i get it no i get it outside that uh, hard yeah hard one to judge really um but yeah absolutely great film yeah so uh, i'm gonna throw all the mentions in that i Black Panther, we pretty much spoke about. I'm going to throw a mention to uh, Wealth by Night. I never got around to see yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's on Disney Plus. That's why I never got around to watch it. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize it was more of a uh, it's just a one-off episode, is it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's Marvel special presentation. Yeah, so I, uh, I class it as a TV movie, essentially. Uh, but I it's a one-off it was thing. Whole series. It was a one-off. He will be coming back. I've oh, read so, but this is sort of like his introduction movie. Like, I've, short I've, still, movie. Got to, I've still got to watch it. It's on my list. It's it's brilliant. Like, I find the fact that the film is like the way it's shot, the fact that there are low fi effects, but they play out in a way. So they are like really well done, but they have a low fi effect to them. I think the acting performances by. Um, Gail uh, Garcia Bernal and uh, Laura Donnelly are done really well also. And also big shout out to Harry uh, Harris, who you'll recognize as the um, uh, the manager for Frasier uh, from the old days. Yeah, she's in the movie. Um, Man Thing is in the, fil- in the show as well, mm. uh, the film as well. And it is gory, very mm. gory. Also, also, and also the first directorial, big film directorial, directorial debut for Michael Giacchino, mm. which is great as well. He does a great job. Um, also, I love the fact that he was like, "Oh yeah, I want to put more gore in the film," and they didn't say no, so he just kept putting more in. That was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw another quick special um, like shout out to another Marvel property, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Okay, yeah, I see that. I thought it was fun. Like, I fl- I also like the fact that um, you know, the fact that they gave a uh, special shout out to um, Drax and Gamora. Uh, no, sorry, uh, Drax and uh, Mantis. Because even James Gunn said, like, in the previous Marvel stuff, they've been sort of, like, 
put aside because obviously you think about it rocket is i think a lot of people see rocket as the center of the guardian team like the emotional center whereas drax and um, mantis have sort of been sidelined so it's nice to see him as the lead also nice inclusion of kevin bacon which i thought was uh, quite funny okay. yeah. yeah um and another mcu special presentation which we are going to be getting a lot more of supposedly okay okay i didn't seek this out because the idea of holiday specials has been ruined for me by the star wars chewbacca holiday special yeah but we don't talk about we that, don't though. talk about that we don't but... talk about that <laughs> we don't talk about that in the slightest uh quick shout out to rrr um you know i thought this movie was um stunning it is three hours long to be fair but visually like there's a fight sequence where a guy fights a thousand people um there's a fight there's a sequence where a man chase gets chased by a tiger mm. it's the whole fire and ice fighting uh, knowledge also the song natu natu uh is uh it's a dance craze around the world now mm. uh the amazing performances uh, a lot of people have said they'd love for this director to do a marvel or dc film because the shots Ooh, in this movie work okay. really well like yeah. really well yeah i'd be interested to see if they did like um you know more foreign based superheroes mm. like you know we have miss marvel has the um muslim uh influence mm. and everything but maybe we have some more like that so see how that plays out yeah i think that would be a good like commercial decision as well getting marvel more accepted in other territories outside the u.s you know yeah no definitely agreed and uh yeah it, they just have some insane shot sequences in in this uh and this movie that just works out really well. And a lot of set pieces as well, works, which is stunning. Mm. Uh, and my final shout out, which um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that Elvis was good. Elvis was fun and everything, mm. but Elvis has left the building. Uh, yeah, that, that was my, I was, do you want, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm going to leave off. Um, Unbearable White and Massive Talent was quite good as well. Oh, oh God damn. If, if, I, see, see, if I had remembered that film, that yeah, would have been in my list. So I, I I loved that film, but it was really good. If you're a fan of Nick Cage and his, especially his, his, his old filmography, then watch Unbearable Talent, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's it's basically an ode to Nick Cage, starring Nick Cage talking to a younger Nick Cage. It's a massive. It's just an overload of Nick Cage. Um, Who doesn't love that? With a with, with, with kind of like a, it goes into some stereotypical kind of action territory towards the end but yeah 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 i love it i love it no i i definitely agree they do and also i think it's a case of basically um like pedro pascal gives a great performance in that film as well yeah. like he is just on a roll at the moment mandalorian joel from the last of us unbearable and massive talent you know he he it was also like in a news article recently he has not been in a project that's gone below 89 percent on Metacritic. Mm. That just goes to show, mm. like, because he was in Narcos as well. Um, yeah, he's one of the main characters mm. in that and everything. Have you guys seen The Last of Us yet? We'll probably talk no, about it. No, no, okay. no, that's no. fair. But no, that's uh that's our list, people. So uh, that's that's the movie list. So that uh, is films. Yeah, that is films. So we're now going to get into the uh, the TV list. Right, people. So uh, obviously, we just got into we just we just finished the movie section. We just done our top movies of twenty twenty two. I think that was a that was a pretty good list, guys, wasn't it? Yeah, there was a lot to talk over. An entire year of movies, some good, mostly good. For for, for Fergus, one of them wasn't as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, actually, to be fair though, 
your Batman talk was our Thor talk, to be fair. So yeah. it kind of balances out to a degree. Yeah. 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 yeah, totally. No, but no. Uh, so yeah, now uh, basically people, so obviously we've done our movie section. We are now going to get into our top TV shows of 2022. So it will be myself and Fergus pretty much doing this, to be honest. And then James will probably uh, chip in as we go through. I would like to put it, give, it, give him my own picks as well. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, we. I just remember from a discussion before that you didn't really have a TV section. But yes, James will be adding his picks as well. People, we've fuck me. Okay, like, so thank TV. you for including me in the podcast, mate. Yay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, all the sickness and everything, people. Yes, right. So, right, we're going to switch it up a bit now. I'm going to go first this time. Because mm-hmm. uh, I figure I'm going to have a few more shows than you guys. So, the first show I'm going to talk about is The Orville New Frontiers. So, this is essentially the latest season of The Orville. Uh, it's a Seth MacFarlane show. It was essentially pitched as Seth MacFarlane Star Trek. And this show goes on to be a stunning show because it has stories about suicide, trans issues, homophobia-ish episodes. Mm. Like, really deep stories for like a like a t- like a seth MacFarlane property when it initially came up i was like oh my god seth MacFarlane star trek is just gonna be fart jokes of family guy mm. and I was, no not in the slightest it is the the, the, the the humor is there the seth MacFarlane humor is there but it's a it's a it's a great show it's a stunning stunning show and you know there's this entire narrative throughout the entire show about how there's a race of entirely a male society mm. and if you're born female you are genetically changed to a male because you're because the scene of being seen as a female is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a fucking travesty mm. so they change your gender mm. and there's a whole trans story in the first season of like changing the gender of this character back to male but in the third season it comes back of why do i feel like why do i feel like i'm in the wrong body so there's mm. this entire storyline there that plays into a few episodes also in one of the earlier seasons if a male is attracted to a woman mm. it's it's seen as wrong mm. and they get put in prison mm. very big it's just sort of reversing the whole you know yeah hour. yeah and uh, right. and then yeah. there's also this whole narrative of like suicide mm. but not from a human perspective mm. which is very interesting how that plays out and i don't know it's just really really deep great narratives and some really there's also there's actually an episode about time travel and how basically the idea is like in star trek when you 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 hide yourself from society so you don't have an impact on time Mm. but how long can someone survive back in history isolated from no one like Mm. you know we are we are adapted to be social creatures Mm. how how long can you survive without that and then there's an entire storyline there and everything Mm. i highly recommend it's on disney it's, it's, on on Disney. Disney. It's, it's on Disney Plus, folks. I'm <laughs> so sorry, but it's three seasons. The third season as well, um, over hour, sometimes hour and a half episodes, because mm. they condensed the episodes a bit in the third season. There's no confirmation of a fourth season yet. Everyone wants it. A lot, millions of people want it because it's so well praised. But if you like Star Trek, if you like that sort of premise, I highly recommend checking out the show. Mm. And Orville New Frontiers was my um, was my next pick. Was my mm. first pick. So yeah. Okay. I think you need to give it another go. I've only, only ever seen the first episode. Of oh no, one. yeah, I think the first episode is is good, but it gets it gets a lot better as it goes through. To be honest, yeah. Okay, I guess I'm up next then. Uh, my pick is, as you might have guessed, an anime. Ding 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 ding. Uh, this one was actually on Netflix. Um, so it's a show called Romantic Killer. Um, 
comedy, romance, supernatural sort of show. Uh, so there's this girl. She loves her video games. She loves her chocolate. And she loves her cat. Um, really likes playing like dating sim games. Um, and one day, after playing too many games, a um, badly animated potato wizard comes out of the screen and uh, basically has decided that she's not out there dating enough uh, and is not engaging with real society enough. So is going to remove her three favourite things until she reintegrates herself back into society. Um, so she removes all video games, all chocolate, and her cat, which is, of course, very stressful for her. Uh, however, the potato wizard has also only really played dating sim games, so manipulates fate in a way that she only ever meets very stereotypical pretty boys from female-orientated dating sims. So hilarity ensues, because it's just, like, it's really sort of anime dating sim tropes with <laughs> oh, sorry, we're just we're just looking at the trailer people and there's like an evil fucking looking potato in this trailer oh it's great it's it is really funny the romance isn't very serious at all i think coming from a point of view of someone who really likes chocolate video games and cats and doesn't really get out and date enough very relatable but also in a silly kind of anime sort of way so it's incredibly enjoyable um it's probably gone onto the radar in the anime community for a lot of people because i think as far i don't think it's on crunchyroll it went straight to netflix which is relatively unusual um, i mean they are getting a lot more anime pushing, they are you know? a lot of people i mean even disney's going hard on the anime so i think um there's a lot more coming out now than ever did before like there are probably twice as many shows coming out this year then came out 10 years ago um but yeah this was um a highlight of my anime season probably outside of the things like uh spy family and chainsaw man which uh, i mean would be on anyone else's list we'll get to that yeah we're definitely going to get to that and uh, i know someone else from the podcast uh he, uh, he, Connor, he will definitely prove that conversation coming up in yeah. a little bit. Which some of you guys are on some common ground for a change. Yay. We'll get into that in a bit. <laughs> cool. So my selection is, I'm going to go for what I think was the best final season of one of the best, if not the best, shows of all time. I'm a little bit of a bold claim, but I am saying Better Call Saul. And I see they already brings it up before I finish saying the name. You had to, you uh, just had to say final season. I knew yeah, exactly where you were going yeah. with it. I, abs- I absolutely loved this show. I thought it was, I mean, if, if you like Breaking Bad, I, you should probably like this. Slightly slower pace in Breaking Bad, but excellent character drama. And I absolutely loved it. I, I love seeing the evolution of Jeremy uh, McKeel's McGill's character to into uh, Saul Goodman. So if you haven't, if you're not aware of what this is, it's basically Better Call Saul is it's kind of like a lawyer drama with it has a few humorous elements, but the drama is the majority of it. Uh, with with a Breaking Bad universe behind it, so it's, a, it's a prequel to Breaking Bad. So you've got all the uh, drug stuff going on, the drug cartels going on uh, in, the, in the background to it, and seeing how Jimmy uh, McGill, McGill, aka Saul Goodman, um, getting unfortunately, unintentionally wrapped and um, coiled into the um, 
shenanigans of the various cartels and all the politics and the um, crime within that. And it's just a very, very engaging, very fascinating character drama. Yeah, no, listen, I unfortunately didn't watch this before Christmas because my, my intention was to finally play through the entire show and watch it, but now it's finished and my, my idea is to watch it because I, I think with, as things said before, Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is one of those shows where I don't think I could watch it a lot. Like, it's one of those shows where I think it's a, it's an amazing show, but it's kind of like a one and done for me. Mm. And I've heard Better Call Saul isn't as like that. So it's it's not, it, it is has dark elements, like Better Call yeah, like Breaking Bad, does, yeah. but it's not as, um, you, you could possibly rewatch Better Call Saul, unlike Breaking Bad for some people, essentially. And I know, yeah, um, no, I'm sure and I know uh, what's it? What is the main actor's name? Uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Obviously, you know he is gaining amazing praise at the moment because obviously, you know he's the Better Call Saul. He was in that film uh, recently called Nobody, mm, which yep. they are filming the sequel for now. Awesome! Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good news. Yeah, oh, uh, I really like that film. After the heart attack as well, which is really praiseworthy oh, for him. Course, like, because yes, yes. obviously he was filming the final season of the Better Call Saul when he had the heart attack and everything. Uh, yeah, this is just on. Um, this is on my list. I'm definitely going to get to it, and I'm loving the fact it's finished, so I can actually just binge it. And I, I, mm. I knew, I knew that was going to be on your list, but I didn't know if you're going to throw that out first. To be honest, yeah, I wasn't too sure I was going to throw it out first either. I was going through my list, wondering which one I was going to choose first, mm. and I chose Better Call Saul. No, that's that's mm. awesome, man. That is awesome. Right, so going back to myself, my uh, my next pick is unfortunately a show that is going to be ending uh, this year or later this year. Oh. It is the show. Cobra Kai mm. obviously a continuation of the story of the Karate Kid franchise obviously uh, Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence um, when I first about the premise of the show I was like they're going to do a Cobra Kai show What? What? how can you do a show based around the, the bad guys yeah I mean Cobra Kai is the main presence of it but if it, and how in the previous movies it initially followed Daniel LaRusso as the main character this one turned on the head of how Johnny Lawrence is the main character he's essentially the main character in the show He's teaching a new um, a new generation of fighters from the Cobra Kai initially, and then it sort of devolves into his own fighting studio because John Kreese comes back and everything. Spoilers, it's six seasons there now. Like, but like um, you know, Daniel Larusso's in it. Uh, you know, Ralph Macchio and uh, Billy Zapka. You know, they give amazing performances in the show. Someone described on another podcast, uh, I think it was Double Toasted, where they said this is a live action anime. Mm. because people are learning how to fight in weeks to like film martial arts quality levels yeah you've you've got a tournament like tournament arcs and yeah no i mean the final season is going to be a world tournament yeah yeah and like that's how it is and i think yeah i also like the one the main actor uh jolo uh mandarini uh maraduna sorry he's going to be he's going to be playing blue beetle in mm. the DC universe, so the first uh, Latin-driven uh, uh, main character in the DC universe. So, mm. uh, and, and it's, it's given like a lot of '90s vibes, which mm. is really awesome. Mm. But like the second season has an entire fight in a high school, like everyone beating the shit into each other, yeah. and like teachers are just like, "Fuck, I ain't fucking getting involved in this." Like you know, because mm. one teacher just gets kicked the shit out of because he tries to get involved, mm. and it just goes to like insane levels. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's just, it is just a brilliant show. Also, heavy on the rock music, 80s rock music as well. Right. Like, the influence is there. They have cameos from, like, people from different seasons. I think I, and also it's like 10 episodes a season. It's like half an hour episodes most of the time. Mm. Um, I highly recommend the show. It is just fun. It is just a good time. If you've seen the Kraken movies, 
they have a lot of callbacks to the old movies as well. Mm. And I'm loving the fact that they are giving this one more season to send it off. Mm. It's a bit sweet because I thought they could have done two more. Mm. But Netflix with their cancelling shows and like ending shows. Yeah. And, yeah. But at least this is getting, unlike some other shows, one more season to wrap it up. Yeah. I think that's a wise choice. And also the fact that this started on YouTube premium TV. Yeah, I know, right? Um, it's heavy in my YouTube adverts. I've seen episodes back on when it was on YouTube. I've not seen it since it's moved off YouTube. It, it got it got bigger. It, yeah. d- it definitely got bigger and wilder going into the... Because the f- I believe it was the third season that f- it was finally financed by Netflix. Um, but yeah, no, it was, just, it was just a brilliant show. And I highly recommend it. And maybe wait until the final season comes out and possibly the and then just watch the whole thing yeah like, from beginning to end yeah but i think it's just a great it's just a great show and has like nice tributes to uh, good old mr miyagi as well in the mm. show and everything and yeah it, it's just brilliant so that's that's my next pick yeah fair enough uh my next pick is also another anime we're, we're just gonna stick we're just we're basically come back to fergus oh, we know exactly no, what's gonna there'll, be there'll be a twist ending Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh the rock um so this is a music comedy uh anime where a girl with quite extreme social anxiety learns to play the guitar with the dream of one day joining a band so she can actually talk to people and you know be in society and she does just that uh she spends three years running a youtube channel um where she's like and you know just anonymous covers and that sort of thing uh and she kind of gets dragged into this band by some um, schoolmates and starts performing at this club. And it, it's just kind of like a very like slice of life, day-to-day sort of uh, show. I, if you've ever been like involved in ever being in a band at school, you'll kind of get the vibes of what's going on here. But it's, you know, there's a lot more. Oh, isn't that cute? Oh, isn't it? Uh, sort of like overcoming things but there's a lot to be said about the animation uh in this because it's typically from the perspective of the girl bocce who has the social and anxiety she kind of makes up realities in her head whenever she kind of encounters a situation and these get animated so in interesting ways so um like they'll like she might start T-posing and get thrown across a, like, game development level into some white boxes because she doesn't think she can cope at the band meet or something. Like, it's very interesting and experimental in terms of animation and style. Uh, It's kind of formulaic, but it gets... But it, that's what it lets it get Sometimes away with. Good, it was what it lets it gets away with the more experimental stuff because it doesn't completely just go off the wall. You kind of know where you're standing with it. But I mean, it's certainly one of the animes of the year. Um, very enjoyable, very watchable. Not very high stakes. One twelve episode season and done. I don't know if there's going to be a second season of this. Um, but yeah, very good. I get very, 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 very good. Um, yeah. Botch the rock. Yeah, I did not. I've not, I've not seen that. Uh, but then I don't really watch anime. Uh, so my selection is. It's actually a show that I've been watching 
this year that I'm still watching. I've not yet finished it because I only just found out that it's on iPlayer. And this is a show that is based in an era of history that I actually I've read up read up on a few years ago and read up on quite a lot, so I know I know I know fairly well. Uh, and it's a show called Our Flag Means Death, all about the all, all about the golden era of piracy, all about Steve Bonnet and Blackbeard. Now it's a, it's a comedy show and it is very very funny. Uh, Taika Waititi's in it as Blackbeard. But one of the things I love about it is actually, well, from my perspective, it's one of the few shows which I think it's actually a fairly realistic take in 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 many ways. I mean, okay, it, in in certain in certain you can, in certain aspects, certainly one of the things it does well in terms of realism is how it um, it dismisses a lot of like the myths and the tropes. Um, which, which people believe, and one of the things I really liked about just the first episode, it's one of the only shows I believe, or, or, or films I can think of to do with Golden Era Parsi, which acknowledges the fact that pirate flags were of different designs. The Jolly Roger wasn't really a thing at that point, it was, all pirates had different versions of um, the pirate flag, and so it's one of the things you acknowledge in the first episode, and Basically, as soon as I saw that, I loved it. Also, it acknowledges that uh, hunting for treasure is was not a thing. Uh, pirates, on on the whole, did not buy for treasure. I can get a little bit boring into that now. Um, Captain Kidd, there is there is the potential that he buried his treasure because he wrote a note about it. But then we don't know whether he was just saying that because he was in jail. Um, I can see folks doesn't want me to talk about the history of pirates. So no, I do. Uh, My Microphones. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> I can I can bore you about some more history. So the other, the other thing they sometimes did was this more back in kind of like the buccaneer eras and, and before that is uh, for for those kind of pirates is before the golden age it's a very different kind of piracy. Um, the kind of pirates like uh, Sir Francis Drake, uh, Henry Morgan. So I believe it was an instance of one of those. It might be Drake. I'm not sure. Where they went, where they went inland, they had they did have to buy. By it at some point. Um, also, I know when pirates like that, and way back in that, very those days, uh, when they went inland to try and um, pillage various settlements there, uh, a lot of the villages in there, they would bury their treasures so they wouldn't be found. And then they would obviously try and run away. They didn't run away, they unfortunately got tortured. But the golden era of one of the distinctions I want to make is that the golden era of piracy, which is your blackbird and all of that, is very different from your buccaneers. Your buccaneers are very much like your bank robbers of, of the sea, going after big scores, going after big Spanish treasure fleets. Your golden era of piracy, um, essentially Spanish War or Succession. Stop me from going too boring here. <laughs> because we're talking about history now. I, we've, we've got into it now. But yeah, and, anyway, Spanish War Succession, Navy downsized by a third. And a lot of people working in the Merchant Navy. Merchant Navy was um, horrible. Um, in, and there's a lot of institutionalised um, brutality among, among those things, which is why kind of like you had the violence among the pirates. But that was more a result of the institution of how things were at sea those days, from, from my understanding. Um, and there are even there are even people who work for merchant ships who wanted to be attacked by a pirate because then it was a chance for them to jump 
on to jump ship to join the pirates. Mm. Yeah, it was it was re- it was really the officers and the higher ups who were um, at most threat uh, of um, of, of uh, being 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 attacked or killed uh, because there was a lot of a lot of pirates were ex merchant ships who had um, a chip on the shoulder about um, the merchant officers. Uh, anyways, a little bit of a tangent about history, but it's near I find very very fascinating. I just love, and I just love the take that our flag means death does on it because it, it it does acknowledge some of the myths which we have, um, and acknowledges that they are myths. So I can say the whole. Um, oh, this is why I wanted to chime in with my little tidbit. Uh, never t- never. Another TV show, actually, so my uh, cable is uh, getting tangled up a bit. Uh, so basically, uh, there's a show called Black Sails. Okay, I've not seen it. One. So uh, Black Sails is actually a it's a it's a fictional it's an almost fictional take, but basically it's half fictional. Basically, it's set twenty years before Treasure Island. Oh, okay. So it's following Long John Silver and his captain twenty years before, but Blackbeard does come into it. They do go into the pirate flag aspect of like the Jolly Roger symbol and near the end of the show, which is interesting. Also, they do a very realistic take on torture in that show, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, if you really want to see a good show, it's it's the show. It's the show where basically it has the skull on the boat in the this rough seas, or like the guys fighting a a skeleton. I thought it was going to be like a mythical show because like when the cover of that, but it's such a great show. It's such a brilliant show, and Ray Stevenson plays Blackbeard in that show. Okay. So if you know who that actor is. He was the Punisher, and um, yeah, yes, he's been. Yeah. He's also an RRR as like the mm. evil British general. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, like Black Sails, highly recommend that show. Obviously, it's not one of my recommendations, but it's it's more of a dramatic take compared to uh, Our Flags Means Death. Fair. So yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome, man. But also, just for anybody, one more thing about Our Flag Means Death for anybody who uh, doesn't know the history of that era, Steve Bonnet. The gentleman pirate of a title, um, yeah, he 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 is he is somebody which a lot of people who don't know the history might not realise was real. Uh, if you read the source material, you can read all about which is um, by Captain Johnson, uh, which some some people back in the day thought was the foe, but um, then that was debunked. We don't actually know who he, who Captain Johnson is. We think it's a um, moniker. Yeah, a pseudonym. Um, but Steve Bonnet, gentleman pirate. He existed, and I believe he did indeed spend time um, with Blackbird. So, again, another, another piece. I need, need to double-check my facts on that, but I'm pretty sure that is correct. Hence the show, uh, having those two characters in, entwined. And their That's own interpretation awesome. On it. That's awesome, man. Again, like, you know, and so I'm presuming it's like, this, it's like the, um, it's the Taika level of, like, you know, uh, basic, how can I put this, um, level of comedy that it's good. Yeah. Compared to um, Love and Thunder, which I'm not going to dig on uh, anymore. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah, no, I, I, that's, that's awesome, man, to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, no, going on to uh, my next pick. Uh, so, it's one that I believe James has seen or he hasn't seen as much. But I, I, I dropped out after the second season. I, I'm, I'm no longer interested. I'm sorry. That's fair. Sorry so, for me. Too, too violent? Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really care for it. I mean, I don't mind violence, but I just feel sometimes when it's gratuit, just therefore gratuitous or shock factor, it's kind of off-putting. I mean, obviously, people, if you know what we're talking about, we are talking about the boys on um, Amazon uh, Prime. So obviously, this is the Eric Kripke adaptation. Obviously, we're in the uh, 
fourth? No, it's the third season at the moment. Or is it the fourth season? It's the third season. Yeah, it's the third year. season, yeah. Obviously, we had an episode this season called Herogasm, where the entire episode is practically about superheroes fucking each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's not as gratuitous as the... Um, the uh, what you want to call it? The comic book. Also, Harley Quinn does a more fucked up version of that than um, oh, the Herogasm episode, which was interesting. I'm currently watching Harley Quinn show at the moment. I've got like uh, two episodes left. I believe that's already happened. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, it's 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 the one of the party. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of I like oh, hello. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, the season was great. Uh, it's a continuation of like. Also, the realization that this year people like, um, like the uh, the right wing people are, are like, oh my god, Homelander's so amazing, so great. Why is everyone dissing on Homelander? Um, basically, it goes into the Trump aspect of like, you know how Trump can do no wrong. Essentially, Homelander very drills down on that this season. Like he could he could literally kill people in public and no one would care. And uh, also the introduction of Soldier Boy, who's the uh, so the boys like to do a comic book uh, take on basically Marvel and DC characters. So Homelander, Superman, um, uh, you have Wonder Woman and everything. But Soldier Boy is Captain America. But he is a racist, homophobic, like 1940s like character. And he is an asshole. And he has PTSD and he can destroy buildings when he gets angry by radioactive blasts he is an atomic walking atomic bomb that is ptsd because he was captured in the 80s and he's been kept secure for like 35 years and he's only been released but uh jensen ackles from supernatural fame uh, as dean winchester plays a soldier boy this season and um we're just looking at him you can see the whole captain america style yeah you can see it in the outfit definitely but it was funny because he actually bulked up a lot for the role and he came onto set and everyone was like why did you do that they just pad our suits but he he actually like took on the physique of that which is awesome i'm not gonna spoil how the season goes but i'm just saying i'm looking forward to see because they are conclude they are they are concluding the show going forward and also they have introduced um v which like, temp v which is called which basically give people temporary superpowers mm. that plays into it as well because in the mm. comic books the, the boys have superpowers so they can fight the supervillains mm. but it goes into the idea of, is Carl Urban an actual bad guy mm. and this season goes into that Jules Danta even more mm. and it's the, it's the big conflict there and everything and also it just like the I can't remember the character's name uh, He play, he's played by The Deep so The Deep has a storyline this season of like getting back onto the seven but there's an entire like sexual scene like an octopus in this season and it goes to places and supposedly like James has been put off by the show now but supposedly they, they just keep upping the factor like someone gets entirely covered by cum like like exploded full um like there's in, like there's some exploding, ah, I can't even say. Basically, how me and Chaz spoke about the boy. Go, go actually, people, go watch our review of the boy season three for me and Chaz for mm. Soldier Nate and Chaz Lander <laughs> in that episode. Um, they do something in the first fifteen minutes of the show which fucked a lot of people up, mm. and also it's a take on Ant Man and the meme that was going on. Oh uh, right, yeah. and uh, yeah. basically, go watch the review, listen to the review. 
and they're supposedly they're just going further this season. Mm. The next season coming up, still, they're already filming it. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan mm. from Supernatural is going to be in the show as well. So that's going to be pretty cool, to be honest. But that is a uh, loved it this season. Uh, thought it was great. It's only eight episodes as well, so it's eight episode seasons. But yeah, they're always great. That was my next pick. So going back to you, Fergus. Uh, so next on the list is another thing we have done a review for in a podcast previously this year, and it is Wednesday. Um, nice. Really good show. Actually. This is your twist. This is your twist. This is my twist ending. Um, and also, we are what we are doing this on a Wednesday. We are doing yes. this on Wednesday. Yes, Wednesdays. Uh, yeah, I was actually surprised quite how good this show was. I kind of watched it on a whim, slightly drunk on a, like, what I don't know inappropriate a Wednesday let's say a Wednesday um and it's just really good it really drags you in um there's quite a lot going in like right so the Adams family has had quite a long history in media uh this is a fairly new take I think we've had quite a long break from anything um 3D uh IRL people uh Adams, um, yes, there's, yeah, I mean, just the, so, um, I've lost my flow now, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Wednesday goes to a school after getting expelled, um, it's a spooky school, of course it is, uh, she does spooky stuff at the spooky school, and it, she gets really into solving the local murder mystery. Uh, which of course involves ghouls, um, interacts with uh, the sort of characters you would expect from the Adams family, and is an all-round uh, entertaining trip. Uh, also, it's Tim Burton, so if you're into Tim Burton, you'll very much enjoy this. If you've seen anything Adams family, you'll also enjoy this. Um, they are making many other series. I mean, for the viewership, they're, they're going to be at least three seasons. Yeah, more. it really took off as well. Again, I did not expect that. Um, this really came out of nowhere for me. Um, it, it just goes to the presence of Jen Ortega in her performance. She gives an astounding performance. Yeah. No, she is really good in this. Um, and seeing as she's the title character, the only person on the poster, and takes up at least 80% of the screen time, um, she does really, really well for it. Uh, and they're quite long, like the 45 minute episodes, maybe eight episodes. So she's, you know, she's, she's holding attention for a quite a long period of time. Um, yeah, many more antics from Wednesday to come and I'm looking forward to it. Also a nice little treat for the end of the year as well. Like, you know, and also, yeah. But yeah, go check out our Wednesday review, people, because we, mm. we, we definitely get into a review and a spoiler discussion for the show, where the show could go. This is before we knew it was getting a second season, because obviously there was a the dispute with, is Amazon going to take it because MGM and everything? That, yeah, I, th- I that would have... <sighs> I could see why the money people would want to do that, but that might have also straight dead, flat dead, killed I don't know, I, d- I don't think it would have done, because Amazon have been quite good with their, well... If they Apart want more, subs- well, if they want more subscribers, and they're like, "Oh, if you want to watch series two of the single biggest show on this platform, you better just ditch that platform and come to us." Um, I guess that would have been seen as bad faith. So, yeah, <laughs> no, I, on uh, Netflix. Well, you know, you put the present Tim Burton, but this also this is also from the showrunners of Smallville. Yes, well, true. Um, 
no one flies off up, up into the sky um and it's like doo, 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 doo. except he did at the end, except um, the end maybe. yeah no like <laughs> no wednesday wednesday was brilliant i cannot wait to see where it's going next also i saw the scream six trailer recently yeah uh general ortega is in that because obviously yeah. she was in the previous scream yeah very look i'm actually thinking about watching that movie to be fair because it seems to be doing something completely different for the mm. horror franchise uh but yeah but no love to the show i'm actually looking forward to seeing the character of just scrolling her name now Ah, uh, what's her name? Oh, I can't find it now. Emma Myers, uh, who plays Enid, the uh, the the werewolf character. Yes. She she was great. She was the yeah. nice parallel to her. Yeah, she's kind of like the polar opposite, but also supportive friend. They've also they've also yeah. said could there be a romance in the future between her and Wednesday? Which I kind of got those vibes. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she brings a bit. She brings a bit of color and yeah. not as many hives into <laughs> like. Uh, yeah. Wednesday's life, but no, I totally and I should have picked that as your uh, off the cuff, uh, out of the box guest. To be honest, dude, that mm. that was good. Mm. Yeah, so I've only got one more pick, and so it's a quite a hark back to some older. So this is a hark back to older animation styles, and this is based on a video game actually, and the show is Cuphead. <gasps> Cuphead, so, you finally watched Cuphead, yay! I didn't finally watch it. I've been watching. Oh. I, I, I've been. I've, I've been keeping up. Oh snap! For, uh, <laughs> I've been watching for loads. I know it's more of a more, more of a kids thing, but if you can like, if, if you grew up with the old school Looney Tunes um, animations, it's a similar kind of old school style. Mm. I'd say it's older than that. This is a you know. This, this is kind of I suppose this flight more, share level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like proper early kind of like Disney, I think. Um, but again, I mean, I, I still kind of like grew up watching those repeats on, you know, like Tom, Tom and Jerry and mm. um, Bugs Bunny and all that stuff on TV as a kid. And this is just fun and entertaining and just, just light-hearted. And considering it's a video game adaptation, this is actually really good. So, um, for, what, for, what, for, what, for what it's trying to do. Uh, yeah, it's just, just a fun throwback to uh, old school animation. I love it. Mm. That's what I I I watched about half of the first season. I kind of dropped off to be honest because I I think maybe another show came up. But I, I definitely think I'm going back to because I think I'd have to um I'd have to watch this show because I can't fucking play the game at all. Unlike yeah, unlike exactly. uh, unlike a game series which me and James can finally get into later on in our games episode. This was a game that I've tried. I've purchased on a couple of consoles just to see if I could do it on PC and Switch, mm. but I just could not do it. Yeah, yeah, it's legendarily hard. So I think making a show to make sure that you don't waste that story content is probably a good idea. Um, there's some great characters in it as well, actually. The Devil is a reoccurring yeah. character who's pretty entertaining. Um, it covers quite a lot of um, stuff that was probably already going on in the like 1920s, 30s, so Prohibition-era America. So there's lots of, you know... Charleston tap dancing and there's just a lot of nods to it um that kind of era of like American history uh which is kind of the well it's probably a bit earlier than the animation style but yeah no it's it is a really good entertaining show again quite short episodes so you can just sort of Hmm. pop in and out apart from the odd one or two (laughs) yeah I did see that that was 
<laughs> it's yeah. knocked me off my kilter a bit. I was like, oh, I could just pop this on for 50 minutes, and it was actually 30. Yeah, because there's one episode on the third, because it's like three, se- well, I think it's three parts, we call it. I'm not sure. It's sort of, mm. It feels like there's three seasons of it released this year on Netflix, which is it's a massive amount of episodes already. As Fergus says, mostly very short. But I remember one episode on the final part of the season, which is a Christmas special, which doesn't really feature um, a cuphead and Mugman, because it's all focused on the devil. And that's oh, like about 30, 35 yeah. minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a good episode where they help a pirate try and woo a giant monster mermaid. Oh, yeah. Which has got a really good song. Um, that was a highlight. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I very much enjoyed this show. That's cool. Yeah, I think I'm gonna definitely gonna get to it eventually. To be honest, so uh, yeah, no, uh, that's awesome, James. I, I, again, you've been very vocal about that show, and I'm surprised I didn't guess it. Better Call Saul is the only show I kind of guessed from you at the moment, which is oh, okay. um, yeah, that's okay. yeah, pretty awesome. So I've got two picks left. So mm-hmm. I've got two picks myself. The first one is a little show called, you know, he likes to bring love and sexiness and peace to the oh, world. Oh, this one. We are to, we are going to be talking about Peacemaker. Yeah. The uh, spin-off from The Suicide Squad movie starring mm. John Cena. Uh, also in the movie is Jennifer Holland um, and uh, Steve Agee, who are in the Suicide Squad movie as John Economos, uh, Economos and uh, Emily, uh, Emilia Harcourt. Mm. But also brings us... Um, uh, Chudwadi uh, Imuji, who is actually going to be the main villain in the Guardians Galaxy 3 movie. Uh, okay. He's going to be the high evolutionary, if right. you know that character from the game, the recent game. Uh, he gives a great performance. Also, fun fact for the show, when he was doing his audition piece for Marvel, he actually did it on the Peacemaker set, so the DC Studios actually helped him film his audition for the Guardians um, thing, because obviously James yeah. Gunn is directing that. Yeah. Uh, but basically, this, this show basically came about where in lockdown... Uh, James Gunn was finishing off Suicide Squad and he was he wrote eight episodes of a of a Peacemaker mm. show and he went to DC can I do this? And they were like fuck it why not? And mm. uh, it's it's turned into a national phenomenon it's getting a second season it brought us that amazing intro to a show I don't know if you guys have seen that so basically uh, James Gunn created like an entire musical dance number intro for yeah. the show and the reason he did this is because he hates people skipping over the intros mm. aka Netflix and everything yeah so every time someone watches the show, no one skips the intro. Mm. A lot of people don't skip the intro because they just love watching this entire yeah. dance sequence for the show. Also, yeah. the music, I can i can say that that music for the intro plays into the final episode, which was very smartly done. So this is obviously, you know, final seasons of an episode of the show, the massive fight. The narrative of that song plays into how that fight plays out, which is very interesting. Uh, very violent very violent show it goes in some twisted directions as well but you know if you've seen the suicide squad you do not like his character at the end right. you know he, he is not a good character but then you watch the show and you kind of go i kind of i kind of love you a little bit you, you're kind of fucked up but i kind of love you as well also robert patrick's in the show as a far i'm, I'm, I'm not just talking far right i am talking smashed through the wall far right character mm. and he is this, he plays his dad and he says some fucked up shit in the show, but he's he gives a great performance. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it. It's on Now TV in the UK. Unfortunately, uh, there's a hard conversation there because they've just raised their prices again for 1080p. Um, yeah, 
and to watch the last let's let's not go into that people but yeah no i highly recommend watching this show and it's going to get a second season i don't know how it's going to play with the whole gun situation going Mm. forward if we get one more season but yeah i I highly recommend watching it Mm. Mm. have you got have you guys had any interest in watching it at all or yeah there's a lot of shows on hbo max that i really love to watch but unfortunately i but you can't watch it, James. Ow. You just have to oh, get Now just, TV. Oh, 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 okay. That's that's how we watch it over here. Now TV basically Now TV have the license for HBO shows to watch it, okay. except I'll, Harley Quinn. I'll have to look. I'll have to look into it. I I uh, I can I can, I think I can help you out with that. Like uh, I've got I've got I've got access. I maybe shouldn't say that. No, fuck it. Um, but yeah, no. Basically, yeah. That's it's it's a great show. So my final pick is Andor. Uh, okay. The Star Wars show that has no decency being as good as it is. Mm. I'll be honest. I am. It's, it's on my list to watch. This is this is big news, people. For James to watch a Star Wars property and maybe enjoy it. I've heard, I've heard I've heard really good things about it as well, and it's kind of like intrigued me enough to be to be considering watching it. So yeah. Yeah. So this show is basically twelve episodes long. Uh, the the first half is basically about a heist. Mm. Uh, take the first three is like the planning the next three is about the actual initiation mm. and then I won't spoil going into the second half yeah, but watch it. there's also some character. there's also some actors that appear in the show um, who give astounding performances like in the show like give a like there's a character who gives an, an incredible speech in the 10th episode and it's frustrating no one got a nomination actually two people give a good speech so you've got um um diego luna is in the show um stellan skarsgård is in the show as well i do love the fact that the actress who plays um you wouldn't really notice this much but uh genevieve o'reilly a character called mom Mothma, she is actually in uh revenge of the sith so she plays the same character in that time period and she's like if have you have you seen the original star wars movie uh, I've seen A New Hope and Phantom Menace. So she's the she's the lady in the white robes in A New Hope, like right. leading the rebellion. Okay. But in this show, she's still in the Senate, the Imperial Senate, trying to balance out the society like the light and the darkness. And she gives an astounding performance as well. And then you have a character within like an offshoot of the Empire who's trying to get up in the ranks. And there's an imp- a female Imperial officer that you kind of hate when she's in certain scenes, but then you love her in others. And yeah, I just I just loved loved the show it was absolutely stunning and <coughs> sorry um the reason i love the show as well is because it used real sets so the volume technology has been used for a lot of star wars properties and marvel properties this looks very cinematic because it uses real sets mm. and the shot the shots as well are really well done also the the first height the heist that takes place in the first six episode was shot in scotland a very famous dam in Scotland. That's what it was used as the set. So uh, a little firm fact, people, these guys are going to the uh, Fringe, uh, Fringe Festival uh, yes. later in the year. It's... So I don't know how far in Scotland that is, but you know. That is, uh, well, not the Highlands, but I was going to say about halfway up, but that is late August. So by the time we're doing an episode about that, that is going to be mid-september 2023 so we're trailing an episode for <laughs> <laughs> well, quite we got, a long time in yes the people we got but no um and also the because they are only doing two seasons of the show they've said basically the first season is set every year the second season because basically this is set five years before rogue one um season two will be three episodes is a year so each three episodes will skip a year which i think is a really interesting concept and then it's like oh well what can i watch next 
Rogue One. Just mm. watch Rogue One. Right. Because yeah. you know how his story ends, but you're going yeah. back and doing it. And right. yeah. yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, it's just yeah. absolutely brilliant. And also, yeah. And, uh, yeah great great narrative plot points great narrative drive um i'm unfortunately we're not getting the next season till 2024 mm. which is which is a mm. long time to be fair i guess i mean this is the the one i'm thinking of it was it, it, you might they might as well have made a very 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 long film in no, terms of the quality no, i actually disagree that i think like there, there are some bits in the first three episodes which could have been snipped down yeah, but going forwards, there was so you know how a lot of people complained about how there was a lot of politics in the prequels. Yeah, there's a lot of politics in this show yeah. that people are loving. Oh, okay, okay. It's how it plays out. It's like it's yeah. it's, it's done. It's done to a different degree of how Mon Mothma is trying to build the rebellion from inside the Empire, and it's not really spoiler because yeah, it's in the original trilogy. But yeah, and her and generally gives a great performance, and Diego Luna's like he's just out for himself initially, and he. Like he's getting pulled into the rebellion as slowly, and, and there's an entire like, like you know the you know Aunt Petunia in um Harry Potter. Yeah, she's in this plays Cassian's adopted mother. Okay, she gives an amazing performance as well, especially mm. in the final episode. She gives an astounding performance. It's it's brilliant, mm. and I highly recommend checking this out, mm. people. That's a that's my final pick. Obviously, I you know mm. there are other shows I could talk about from the honorable mentions like House of the Dragon, which. Uh, was brilliant and brought a lot of people redeemed Game of Thrones essentially, and obviously yeah. the big Matt Smith love, um, and also the visual effects were stunning in my opinion for an entirely dragon based show. Yeah, uh, yeah. She Hulk. Yeah, big controversy for a lot of people, which is bullshit. They can go fuck themselves. It was a brilliant show. The fact that the comic writers have come out and gone, this is one of the most accurate comic book adaptations to come to the screen. Miss Marvel was brilliant you know um stranger things just big shout out there because you have to give it there going into its final season star trek strange new worlds uh the fact they went to the episodic format of the 60s lower decks which is an animated version of star trek vox machina you know that was the that was literally the start of the year season two's out now mm. so many good shows people yeah yeah, there were quite a few good animes this year as well. Um, Spy well, there, Family. There is one we didn't. Man. I was about to say that we didn't talk about Chainsaw didn't talk Man. About Chainsaw Man. Because also, you haven't asked me the question. Have you seen it? Did you like it? I watched it. You watched it. Connor on the podcast kept saying to me, Nay, have you watched Chainsaw Man yet? Have you watched Chainsaw Man have yet? Have you watched Chainsaw Man? And uh, I watched it when the dub was pretty much almost done. Yeah. Because I thought the dub was brilliant. Yeah and because i because it's such a visually stunning show violent yeah. way violent yes. show yeah and the anime like i like it's mapper doing it and the way because i was listening to another podcast and how the animation team basically said we will do this ourselves and we will take the hit if it isn't successful i believe i read something well, like no that way it was ever gonna not be but you never you never know it there's there's a very off chance it could and there's so much hype so much but hype. you know yeah. Because isn't One Punch Man going to Mappa now as well, if I'm correct? I'm not sure, actually. Um, but if it does, that anime... Could like, be, yeah. Because well, yeah, also, I believe a lot of the animators are in their 30s now, so they're like the hungry animators who want to create new visual... The next best epic mega series. Yeah, And it's it's yeah, going yeah. there. Yeah, and I unfortunately... Yeah. I, I did a bit of a wiki search on some of the characters because I can understand the names. Mm. The problem was, though, as soon as I saw the names, I saw... 
who those characters were later on. Yeah. Which was a bit of a which was a bit annoying, but I still loved it. Uh Denji is fucking hilarious. I think we could talk about very extremely briefly, basically, James, in an anime perspective. This guy's main motivation of this entire show is to touch boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it, like Yeah. I'm not <laughs> sure how I feel about that motivation, to be honest. Like it can't it, in manga it's excusable. When you're trying to watch it at Christmas with your parents, it's just a bit you weird. You tried to watch Chainsaw Man with your parents. Well, I was... <sighs> That's your own fucking fault at the end of the day. I'm sorry, dude, but... You, I'm sorry, but like, if I said to my mother, Mum, do you want to watch a show called Chainsaw Man with me? Yeah, I do, it would be fine with a guy who turns into a chainsaw and is sort of chops up Yakuza. But when the main motivation is all about boobs... I don't know. Also, there yeah. is a ki- there is a kissing scene in the show, which is oh god, that yeah. was awful as well. But yeah, it was hilarious yeah. though. Yeah. No, but no, they do some shocking things. Like actually, some of those characters actually mentioned in those scenes. Like, mm. like literally, quite after, there's an entire episode dedicated to like time freeze and everything, which is really interesting. Which is really mm. awesome. Um, also, he's a very depressing character at the beginning of that show. Yeah, he's got nothing. Basically, he his his we could say this because sort of yeah, true. Yeah, he owes like thirty eight million yen to the yakuza, and he sold a testicle, an eyeball, a kid, a kidney at this point. Yeah, and, they've been absolutely hammering him for ages. And he gets he gets he gets killed in the first episode. We could say that. Yes. And then this little dog chainsaw dog chainsaw uh, dog demon decides to merge with him to keep him alive. Give him his heart, essentially. Give him his heart. And he has a cord in his... James is like, what the fuck is this show? Yeah, pretty much. It's, 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 amazing. it's amazing. And he, basically, he has a cord in his chest. And as soon as uh, he pulls on the cord, he turns into a massive chainsaw-wielding man. I like how the fact that they don't even have a fucking like, trailer for this on IMDb. But like, how uh, you're basically like this... I can't even zoom in anymore. But yeah, so the fact that the chainsaws come up halfway up his arms... Yeah. In between his fingers, uh, it's 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 like, yeah. And Connor would like I, I was saying before, like I, I kept telling Connor, oh yeah, I'll watch it eventually. I'd already seen like six or seven episodes, but it's just to fuck with him the yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah, Hopefully, yeah. he listens to this episode. Comes back, <laughs> you fucking dick, Nate. Uh, and then I finally watched it. and I just sent him a, I sent him a quote, a literally a quote from the final ten seconds of the show. Mm. Anyway. Nani, <laughs> but no, yeah, yeah it, I, I also he has he has a cameo in My Hair Academia. Oh, Chainsaw Man! Yes, yes. he is in one of the background shots, and I he watched is. the anime, yeah. and he is actually in the shot, and yeah. I was like, "That's fucking yeah, awesome!" Yeah. <gasps> I could do a crossover movie, My Hero Chainsaw. No, no, no they can't Aww. do that. I mean, to be fair, My Hero is going some. Vi- James is just zoning I've, out right I've now. Seen, but... I've seen some screenshots of some unexpected characters covered in blood. I haven't got that far into the anime yet, so I don't know what that's about. But. Unfortunately, yeah, we'll 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 yeah. wrap it up. But yeah, no, Chainsaw Man, uh, you know, will come out of that subject. But I give that a very high rating because I did not expect to like it that much. Yeah, definitely watch it. It's the most hype anime of the season. It is pretty up there. And I do need to still yeah. finish Mob Psycho as well. Uh, I haven't even started because it's the final Psycho season. Yet. Yeah, that's another one. To James is like, fuck's sake, guys. There's so much. There's so much. No, uh, but yeah, no, yeah. it was a brilliant show. Um, I can't wait for the second season. Yeah. Um, don't know how they're going to top. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing the Gun Devil, eventually. Oh my god, that is going to be insane! Yeah, 
Yeah, it's all about the. It's it's going to get really all about the uh, demon character designs and just how messed yeah. up. Yeah, I've seen some of the designs be. for the yeah. like, yeah, yeah, like Chainsaw Man, the original version. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 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 it's awesome. But no, loved the show. I love the fact that Connor was the one that pushed me to watch it. I know you you were talking about it briefly as well, but you were talking about you talk about a lot of anime. So I thought it was just that you know list within there. But Connor was like, oh no, you need to fucking watch the show. Kept pushing me. Because I, I annoyed someone that much that they refused to watch My Hero Academia because I was like, watch it, watch it. And they were like, I ain't going to fucking watch it now, principal. Um, and, uh, well, I did fucking annoy him quite a bit. But that right now, I think, I think we're going to wrap it up there, though. But, but yeah, yeah, Chainsaw Man is yeah, our yeah, sort yeah. of like end of honorable mention for our TV shows. Definitely yeah. watch it. If you like yeah. violence, anime, and just fucking having a great animation style in general, because mm. they merge 3D and 2D very well as well in that show. Yeah, it is not very noticeable at all. It does work. Yeah. yes no definitely yeah. yeah no definitely agreed there but yeah that is it people that is episode 50 we have caught up with 2022 but not live edition live 3d coming at you in person in audio 2d still yeah <laughs> one day 3d live arena shows oh yes definitely like <laughs> in like 15 years time maybe no but no it's been it's been great to have you guys mm. on obviously you know we, we we are recording this quite late into the evening now because we had a lot of technical issues for the it's, first yeah, in-person recording. Yeah, our first time setting up anything live is tricky. Yes, no, but no, I hope, you've, I hope you guys have had a great time. Though. Yeah, no, it's been mm. really good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. We can... I'll, I'll get this. I'll get the pizzas in again. That'll, yeah. that'll be good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Pop, James just yeah, more pizza. Yeah. <laughs> all of the pizza. All the pizza. We'll pizza. Yeah, no, um, yeah. you should take a complimentary donut with you. Because I've got, yeah. I got like a bunch of donuts I bought as well. No, uh, but no, yeah, it's uh, it's been great, people. Um, obviously, it's it's great to be back on the uh, podcast. It's such great to do this in person. But yeah, that is it, people. So if you're going to get in contact with us with any questions, queries, compliments, what are your favorite movies of the year? Do you disagree with my uh, take on uh, Love and Thunder? Do you agree with Fergus? Do you think the Banshee, the Banshees of Inshiran, is a is a brilliant film as well? Does uh, do you think that the Oscar nominations for were done really outright as well? If you want to do that please email us at nmipodcastoutlook.com. That's nmipodcastoutlook.com. We'll leave that in the description as well if you want to email us. Or follow us on our socials at nmicast on Twitter and Instagram. That's at nmicast. Uh, we'll leave a link in the description as well. Uh, yeah, again, you know, I've been your host, Nate. It's lovely to be back. Uh, see us for the next episode, which is going to be the top games of 2023. And then looking forward to sorry, so sorry, sorry, the top games of 2022 yeah, should should emphasize that 23. Yet. Yeah, and then we're looking forward to 2023, and then possibly a DC discussion after that. Yeah, but right, we're gonna end this live recording now, so people could go home and get their their, their, their sleepy buys, and uh, we will see you soon, people. Stay safe, and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.